Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We got this story about Donald Trump, right? They're claiming that his actions are under investigation. And what does that really mean that someone's actions are under investigation? It doesn't mean he is. But of course, as we expected, many left news outlets started saying Trump is under investigation because surely that's what that means. No, it doesn't. That's the game they're playing. At the same time, Merrick Garland was asked if he would bring about charges to Donald Trump, and he didn't rule it out. He says, you know, we're going to pursue justice equally or whatever. So what does it really mean? It may be one big media hoax trying to claim that Trump will be investigated or will be charged because they're trying to rile up Democrats to vote in November. I don't know if I believe it. So we'll, we'll talk about that. We've also got some other really funny stories. Trump is threatening to sue CNN, saying he's, he's going to do it. And then The View has apologized to Turning Point USA, although many people are saying that it is inadequate. Hmm. And I listened to their apology, and I also think it's fairly inadequate because they really, really defamed TPUSA, who is now threatening to sue The View, which is probably why they issued their apology. So we will be talking all about that. And don't forget to head over to TimCast.com. Become a member. Check out our new shows. Tales from the Inverted World is up. New episode Sundays at 10 a.m. Hour-long essays. Shane Cashman investigating the lost Confederate gold down in Georgia. The history of the area. UFOs, which is really crazy stuff and really interesting stories. And I'm hearing the the next episode coming up this weekend is the best one of the season, which you probably shouldn't say because there's more after that, but it's going to be good. And we're going to have a members-only uncensored show coming up tonight at 11 p.m. Check it out. Without further ado, we are being joined by Ned Ryan. Good to be with you. Yeah, no, this is fantastic. I, I've Who are you? A lot of friends that have been on. It's great to be here. Uh, founder and CEO of American Majority. We do political training, state and local. Uh, the goal being we're, we've got to build a farm team at the state and local level. That's how you bring about national generational change. Kind of reverse engin- engineering what the progressives did 100 years ago. Started a state and local reform movement, built from the ground up. Obviously radically changed this country, put us in the wrong direction. Um, I'm a big believer that politics is policy, that unless you win politically – all you're doing is having great conversations about policy. You have to have political power to actually implement your ideas. I think we got to change culture. Yeah, no, that's actually absolutely part of it. I think yeah. that's more of a long-term play. I think the short-term play, pe- people right. do ask me how we're going to get back to normal. We we get political power and we beat the left into unconditional surrender. And but Sounds you have good. to be you have to be focused on actually doing that in a systematic way of identifying, training, getting people into office, having the right ideas implemented. Telling everyone to go and vote for, get three of their friends to go out and vote in November. Yeah, get out and vote. <clears throat> Voter registration, we train people on, on some of that. There's a lot of different things that, that I think are required and, and been been involved in the movement for a while. And it's been one of those things that the, the conservative movement has to be more oriented towards action. Um, I, I feel like we get stuck on our ideas and we, we like to write white papers and talk about all these fantastic ideas. But it's, it's, it's towards action. Right action is the soul of revolution. Sounds good, man. This should be interesting. Plus, they got uh, 538s claiming Democrats are actually favored to win now. But we'll see. That's insane. I, I know, I know. So I know you we'll, want to— We'll get into we'll it. Get we'll get into, into it. it. Lauren Southern's back with my $1,000 whiskey. 
pleasure to be here. In a paper cup. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm just, I, I make movies and I'm here to drink Pappy. That's about it. She's intentionally putting $1,000 whiskey in a paper cup because she knows all of the whiskey fans are going to get triggered. Oh, that disgusting. Was a, that, was a, <laughs> that was a club four, too, by the way. Like maybe. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, Lauren, uh, for those that don't know uh, who you, you make movies and you drink whiskey. Yeah, I'm a documentary filmmaker. Do a little bit of shit posting on the internet here and there, but mostly, yeah, just movies, YouTube videos, cultural commentary, all that. Oh, am I not allowed to swear? Have I already? Uh, I mean, you can. Rules? We just try not to because <laughs> well, you just smash the glass down. ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get one. I, I get one pass, right? Yeah, once a month. YouTube cares. <laughs> Nobody cares. All right, we got Ian chilling. Hi, everyone. I did put some collagen in my coffee. I absolutely love this That's stuff. That's the keto stuff. I put the C8 MCT and a little bit of collagen. This is not an ad. It's just delicious. He really does do it. Follow me at IanCrossland.net, but let's talk more about I want to talk to you, Ned, about the political action. about Because you're actually inspiring people to run for office yeah, locally. Right. This is badass. Yeah, no. It's, and you got to equip them to, to be successful, to win. It's all about winning, yeah. which we've kind of lost sight of. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Love it. And I'm also here in the corner. I'm very excited to talk to Ned. He's very knowledgeable in history, and Lauren is always a blast as well. Let's get into it. Here's the big story from CNN. Merrick Garland does not rule out charging Trump and others in January 6th probe. And uh, I'm just going to say it. I want to bury the lead. I think the story is a big hoax. I think it's a big nothing burger. And how do you say nothing while still riling up Democrats? This is exactly how you do it. You go to someone when there's no criminal investigation and no charges and say, would you charge him if you found a crime? Well, we're not going to rule out anything. There's no there's no. Look, let me show you the story from uh, Washington Post. Justice Department investigating Trump's actions Mm. in January 6th criminal probe. And we addressed it a little bit last night. But I'm like, I'm seeing all this news pop up. I got to just say it right now. Let me put it this way. Lauren Southern is drinking my very expensive whiskey. Let's say we did not know who was doing it. And so I decide, I know Ian doesn't drink it, but I'm going to investigate what he was doing this night. Not that I'm accusing him of stealing my whiskey, but something he did may lead me to information about what happened to my whiskey. This is how I know, In my, this is why I would say, in my opinion, this story from the Washington Post is total BS. Investigating Trump's actions, you can't criminally charge someone's actions. It may be that they're fishing. It may be there's someone else under criminal investigation. And they're looking at what Trump said to him to see if this person committed a crime. But if I'll just tell you right now, if Trump really was under criminal investigation, they would be screaming it to the high heavens. Right. What, but can we get down to the bottom of what this is all about? It's they're terrified of him. Mm. The January 6th committee hearings, this ridiculousness, they're terrified of him running again. They do view him as an existential threat to the system, to the administrative state. That's what this is what all of this is about. It has nothing to do with anything because there is no validity to it. He said he was going to fire everybody. But how, exactly. <laughs> how do you actually get Trump to not run again in 2024 and ostracize his political supporters from the body politic? That's what they're trying to do. And I think it's great. He's, he's taking it head on. I mean, he came back to D.C. the other day and spoke in D.C. and people called it controversial. Yeah. I have no idea. Like, why is it controversial that a former president came and spoke in D.C.? Oh, because of January 6th, the show trial? Which has nothing to do with anything about the facts that happened on January 6th. The big story was that he uh, called for the death penalty for drug dealers. Ooh, like Duterte. Very cool. (laughs) He was like, China doesn't have a drug problem. I think the January 6th committee hearings have actually helped him Mm -hmm. on the path to running again for re-election, have actually strengthened him. I agree. And I'll tell you In a re-election bid. 
And I, I, I agree with you. And I think it's because the, the, the show trial has been so absurd yeah. that it's actually weakened their case against Trump. I think the less people knew about it, many of them were probably like, wow, something bad happened. Then you get this show trial and there's many inconsistencies. Right. And like when Cassidy Donald Hutchinson. Trump, oh, I know. Donald, all hearsay. Donald Trump jumped and grabbed some guy's neck. People are probably like, what? Listen, listen, Megats, you just don't understand. We're going to get him this time. Yeah, the walls, this time, the, the walls we're going to get him. Yeah. The thousandth time, and this time it's going to happen. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint. There, it's not I happening. I wonder if there are actually people out there, though, like Democrats that are just sitting there watching The View every day, watching Rachel Maddow, that are like, oh, my gosh, every time they get riled no, up and they're still falling for it. Like, I think there's 25, 30%. Exist? They have to be out there. Yeah, 25, for 30%. Sure. I think actually so believe it is embarrassing. It's really embarrassing. But I think a lot of the normies are looking at this, like you said, Tim, and going, there, there's no there there. You're bringing in Cassidy Hutchinson, all these people that it's, it's hearsay. And then they bring in Pat Cipollone, who basically undermines the Secret Service agents. Undermine It's the more they they more that they're actually advertising and broadcast and bring in the ABC producer to Showtime. People are going, there's what, what, are, you, what are we talking about? Right. Here's, there's here's, no opposing. Here's, uh, they, they can't get to. There's no cross uh, let me, examination. Mm-hmm. Let me pull up this year uh, amazing meme of Chris Pratt. The top one is Chris Pratt with a shocked, happy face, saying, "The first time a Democrat <laughs> hears <laughs> the mainstream media say they have information that will totally bring down Trump." Right. So and then true. underneath it, it says, "The four thousand six hundred eighty ninth time a Democrat hears the MSM say they have information that will totally bring down Trump," and it's the same happy face. No matter how many times they claim it. Never and gets old. I remember when, uh, you know, it was like March of 2021 and these like deep conspiracy people were like, Trump's going to get reinstated as president. It's coming. And I'm just like me and every other sane person was like, guys, that's never going to happen. It's kind of like when people watch the same movie over and over again or listen to the same song and you they, they like it more as they hear it more. Like the the 30th time you hear a song, it's like, oh, now it's even more part of my soul. So, like, is that what's happening with the media telling them Trump is bad? Is it like getting more? They actually like it even more the next time they hear it. I think they're hopped all hopped up on hopium. and <laughs> There's no coming down. They're desperate for it to be true. <laughs> they are absolutely desperate for it. What would it accomplish just, if it were true? What would it accomplish, for instance, positively for the country and for people? What do you think would happen? Absolutely nothing. I no, I mean it would only it would only accelerate the rapid separation in parts of our society and culture. If you were to weaponize, this is the other thing too that I love that Trump's standing up to this. Somebody's actually standing up to the weaponization of the law, yeah. which is Trump. Which, if we're not very careful, that's how that's how republics, which technically we still are, end. When you weaponize the law against political opponents. That's exactly what Democrats are trying to do here. See, that's the problem. They're weaponizing it it against opponents. We just need to weaponize it against all politicians. I don't disagree (laughs) at all. I'm an equal opportunist here. There's plenty of both sides. If we put them all in jail, I'm okay. If there were real consequences for like I don't know, trading stocks with your insider information. Like let's Yeah, just but you're just talking about accountability for uh, these people who never face it ever. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Never once. At some point, I mean, at some point, equal application of the law is foundational to our constitutional republic. We have a bifurcated system in which we are now weaponizing the law against political opponents because reasons. And that's what it comes It's because reasons. Mm -hmm. This is what the media does. Take a look at this from The Independent. Donald Trump being investigated by DOJ in January 6th criminal probe report says, no, it doesn't say that at all. This is how they launder the information. Mm-hmm. There's no story. The Washington Post has no story. The, the, the story is investigators asked some people about what Trump was doing or something like that. And it's like, okay, does that mean Trump is being investigated criminally? No, it doesn't. 
He may, maybe he will be. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, there's a possibility that they're trying to tread lightly in going after him to not, sh- you know, shock the system and cause riots. If they came out and just announced they were doing it, people might get mad. So maybe they're trying to slow roll it. I think the reality is they got nothing. And so they're trying to make it seem like something is happening. And that's why they put the story out. Yeah, well, they need a story. I was just reading a Daily Beast article the other day that said the Pope has come to apologize for mass graves in Canada. Um, of course, there's no mass graves and the Pope didn't come with those intentions. But if you scroll down and you click the hyperlinks in the article that's referencing, it all links to other Daily Beast articles that are completely irrelevant to the article itself. And it's mm-hmm. like the way they source this stuff, the way that they write these articles, just desperation for something to latch onto that's, you know, hyper exaggerated for the audience. It's it's tearing our civilization apart. Cor- corporate it's tearing propaganda. us apart. Corporate propagandists. I refuse to call them mainstream media on yeah. any level. It's corporate propagandists who are not there to actually get to the truth of something, but to amplify the message, the narrative of the system. Yeah, I think for a lot of these people, it's emergent. You know, some people believe that at these news organizations, there is a, you know, hierarchy of a cabal telling them you must claim Trump did this or that. In reality, it's just people trying to maximize what is was acceptable within their sphere mm. to get more clicks. Mm-hmm. So what happens is the Washington Post publishes a story yeah. exclusive. Trump's actions being investigated it means nothing. Someone at the Independent is like, ooh, 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 I want to get clicks. Uh, Trump's being investigated. Because I've heard people say that to me. They said, Tim, this means Trump is being investigated. I'm like, no, it doesn't. In fact, even Maggie Haberman at the New York Times wrote, this does not mean Trump is under investigation. But this, they, they, they try and do it. This is how these, these you know, Facebook moms and MSNBC moms and dads get their minds warped. Yeah. That they're, So this independent story is going to get laundered again. Yeah. And you're going to get some pundit on MSNBC right. saying, and, and now the DOJ is investigating Trump in a criminal probe. I mean, this guy's going down. The walls are closing in. Yeah. They're going to believe it. The, and reference the independent and everything because they all right. just, yeah, they, they reference each other's opinion pieces eternally until. It's an echo chamber yeah. to amplify the message. No, it it is. But I, I think you're on to some. Obviously, they feed off each other. But at the same time, they all come from, I call them indoctrination centers of higher learning. They've all come out of yeah. the same system. So they all think the same way. They all view the world the same way, and they just end up in different parts, and they amplify each other. But they're all coming from the same cult world. Trilateral. Co- I don't know who's doing it. this. Liberal international economy is like it's. There's the liberal international economy, the U.S., Britain, Australia, and then there's the Chinese international economy, which is like China, Russia, India. And the thing about it is like, yeah, there's like they've mobilized the media, ABC, CNN, to work for the liberal international economy. But I think if Trump was president and was nationalizing industry that it would actually be very good for the liberal international. I don't understand why it's like a, a personal vendetta between him and Hillary Clinton when he's like, you should be in jail. Like he started the whole weaponizing yeah. your, po- your politics. Like he threatened to put her in jail on his campaign against her. They, they, I've talked about it ad nauseum with the Qatar Turkey pipeline, Donald Trump getting our troops out of the Middle East, him saying, I don't care about these oil pipelines. That was bad for the liberal international economy. They they want a new world. They want a new world economy. They do want a new world order. They've said it many times. And I maybe Trump's just not they think he's not the guy 
to, to Trump establish want the that. new. Trump doesn't want that. Well, there's got to be some sort of world order. Uh, otherwise, it's, it's world the, chaos. It's the boomer world order, okay? How old is Hillary Clinton? Does anyone know? She's 70s. like 74 or something. Do you know what the average age of our politicians no. or uh, prime, um, prime ministers, yeah. <laughs> presidents in the U.S. was <laughs> for the past, Canadians. like, since the dawn of time? It's usually been around 50. It's yeah. only been the last few presidents that have been, like, 70s. 80s like getting up there and it's because the boomers just will not let go yeah they won't let go of the industries they won't let go of the political positions and then you've got a lot of young people millennials gen x all these younger generations that see no upward mobility in anywhere in politics no ability to influence the system and the boomers will never give it to them so like as much as i like trump as a politician it's just you know it's all of this same generation refusing to let go of civilization and then every other generation has become apathetic. I will I will say though uh, I will say though um the sure bo- I buy that. The boomers aren't all bad. No, of there course. There are not. some bad of course ones. Not. And they've they've latched on a power. What I think the problem is that millennials are probably gonna be worse. Now I know True. I can hear the Gen Xers already screaming, saying you're cutting us out. And I'm like, no, no, it's because actually Gen Xers, I don't think are all that bad. They're not the ones who are squeezing the reins of power and corrupting the system. They're, these are, you know, people who are coming in and, you know, doing a moderately good job and millennials are nuts. So when the boomers finally relinquish power and it floods down to Gen X and millennials, those insane millennials are going to just really screw things up. You mm-hmm. got to, they're setting an example, these, these gen, whatever they are, the, the old people in power right now, that to the millennials, if they do get in power, they're going to want to be there for 50 years because like that's what happened before, but they should yeah. be in and out. People mm-hmm. should be in and out. Yeah, this was never intended, what we have today. It was never intended to be 40, 50 years in the Senate, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, it, it was meant to be much. I mean, the average term for a congressman, I think, was, what, two until turn of the century, turn of the 20th century. I mean, there were a lot of things that have changed dramatically over the last 100 years. You were never meant to be there for as long as they're at, they, they've been. Yeah. But no, I, I, a little bit on Lauren. I'm, I totally agree it's time for new leadership. We've got great leadership coming up. Ron DeSantis. Yes. Josh Hawley. Yes. I'm hoping J.D. Vance, Blake Masters, you're going to see a lot of 30 and 40 somethings who are going to be leaders in the Senate. You know, my my perfect world is Trump 2024 and Ron DeSantis, you know, 2028, 2032. Trump DeSantis 24, what do you think? Uh, I I actually love that idea if they could work it out. I think Trump would have to go have his – in New Jersey and and DeSantis out of Florida, but yeah, it could I, be I've gone. heard I've you know I've heard that, but I don't I, I I read that wasn't true that really the president the vice president yeah that's a, a relic of the 1800s okay not, but well, I could regardless be I think it'd be a great ticket Trump is in New Jersey right now right I so think it'd be a great ticket and I think if you had Trump DeSantis you set him up perfectly for a run in 2020 he'd only be 49. Something like that. Yeah, we need to make room for these new people. There's some really good new young yeah, faces I, I mean, coming I, out. I totally agree. Great. I want I want one last run with Trump. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd like to see. And him I want him to and... announce before the midterms. By the way, I wrote a piece on that today. Why do you think he should announce before? Because I think he's an asset. Everybody wants to say he's not right. an asset. I think he's an asset. He reminds people of what was, not what is. Oh yeah. What did we have? We had 1.7 inflation. We had 3.5 percent unemployment. Two dollar gas. Two dollar gas. We had a booming economy. Domestic energy net exporter. Mm. And all these great things. Back. Jobs. He brought were, the auto industry yeah. back to Michigan. Manufacturing jobs. Yep. All of these great things. He was taking it to China. He was he was emphasizing even though he wasn't as successful on the southern border as he could have been, he was still getting there. He can remind people of what was. Hey, you want this back? Get all these people in, and we can get us back on the course of taking back the country in 2024. I think he announces Tuesday after Labor Day. You know, when he talked about building a wall, instead of – he phrased it as like we got to keep out and then the media was like Mexicans. Like you didn't – but what he kind of meant was like 
the cartels see- and child trafficking. Human, but he didn't emphasize that enough. But did you see the really funny article today about in the L.A. Times about Mexico City? That are deeply resentful yes, of all the Californians, Californians. and Americans. Yes. We don't want them here. They're changing our culture. We want them to <laughs> no. go home. Yes. 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 You didn't see the this? LA what Times. Is it? it was amazing. Yeah. LA yeah. Times. So good. I'm like, I tell you what, I'll make a deal with you, Mexico. We'll take back all the Americans. You take back all the Mexicans. There you go. We're good. Now you see what it's like. Yeah. No, it was, it was actually quite hilarious when they admitted we, we don't like having them here because they're changing our culture. Huh. They're changing everything <laughs> about this city, Mexico City. We don't want them here. Yeah. But no, I, I, I mean, yeah, I think Trump could have been, especially on the cartels, could have been a little bit more precise. But again, I mean, you deal with the issue of illegal immigration. Let's let's pull this story out oh, here. Yeah. We got from the L.A. Yeah, Times. In um, I don't know what would you call this irony? A total irony. <laughs> L.A. Times <laughs> writes: Californians and other Americans are flooding Mexico City. Some locals want them to go home. Many such cases. Amazing. Sure. Mm-hmm. Fernando Busta, uh, Bustos Gorazpi was sitting with friends in a cafe when he realized that once again they were outnumbered. We're the only brown people, said Bustos, a 38-year-old writer. We're the only people speaking Spanish except the waiters. It's the great replacement. Oh <laughs> yeah, it's a great replacement. That's what I thought was the funniest line. We're the only people speaking Spanish here. We feel cut out of our own. Huh. The yeah, influx, weird, which accelerated right? so since like the start of COVID. medicine. It's not, yeah. Well, but it's, it's not Mexico. It's people coming from Guatemala, Honduras. They're coming yeah. from yeah. South America. It's they're coming so, from Africa. No, I totally agree. I mean, it's more than just Me- Mexicans was... coming across the southern border. But what? this highlights the point. Oh, so you don't like it. Okay. No, well, but, but most really don't. Know, but and most are against people coming to America, too. Like Mexicans, they, they typically are really against illegal immigration. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah, they, they were, they were really angry that the Central Americans were coming oh, up no. from Mexico. Mm-hmm. Right. So what we're really seeing is that what I think you see from this is that people who love their countries, who work hard and support their nation, regardless of their cultural background, their ethnic background, don't like it when other people come to where they are and disrupt their way of life. And Americans were doing this because of COVID. People were were leaving the United States because of the lockdowns and the restrictions. And Mexico was freer. Yeah. And so now they're like, they're coming here. They're bringing their problems with them. It's, it's, I don't, I don't, I see it as ironic in that it's the Americans leaving. I see it as perfectly predictable that citizens of Mexico City would be upset that other people from a different country are coming into their country and changing their way of life. Nationalism isn't a bad thing. Mm. Yeah, I think one of the most important things, even if you're talking about globalism, you need to have sovereign national borders. Yes. Because people need to be able to set their own laws based on their cultures and their ways, ways of life. Right. If, if, there are, if there are people who uh, – there are people who want a one-world government, right? It will never happen if borders are dissolved 
because people will be fighting with each other endlessly. It's the same as in nationalism. You need statehood because you can't have a national police force on every street corner. You got to have local laws, just like in a global force. You need national laws. People who understand the local community problems, how to solve them. You can't solve them from far away. What a shocking concept. Yeah. But I mean, like, (laughs) even thinking about this is kind of funny. You know, we don't have uh, uh, borders between states in the way that countries do. And so what happens when someone from uh, Michigan looking for work goes to New York? People keep flooding to the cities because cities have jobs and their, their areas don't. That hurts everyone involved. So if, if you had actually borders wh- which were more difficult to cross over, when Michigan's economy started breaking because the auto industry was leaving, you wouldn't have the mass exodus, which means the economy may have gotten hurt, but could have recovered much more quickly with more people requiring services and working for each other. Instead, families left in insane numbers, and then the economy just buckles and collapses because there's no one left to support the mission, to, to, uh, to support the state. So this idea of like multinationalism, I guess that would be like multi-statism. I don't know. Like multinationalism would be like when a corporation has their headquarters in the United States, but all their production or a bunch of production is overseas out of the United States. So like maybe you live in, in Michigan, but you work in Minnesota or something like that. It's legal and it's totally fine and acceptable. But when you see multinationalism, like that's pretty destructive. They don't have any yeah. allegiance to the United States, even though they're they're re- raking in all the benefits of tax law. This, and- this has always been one. This was one of my frustrations with the 2017 tax bill that I thought it favored the corporations too much over the small businesses because these corporations were not America first. They have no inherent loyalty to this country. Exactly. They're trying to get the best tax rate they can get and take advantage of the tax system. But there's no inherent loyalty, and we should have we. The, I made, I made this complaint to the White House. We should have had more favorable terms for the small businesses because half of the half the workforce is small business. Well, what do you think about the idea of like a global minimum tax for corporations? I like guess. this international treaties where it's like we. The idea, I guess, is that a company in the United States will be like, we're going to move our headquarters to this country where. All oh, right, cheaper. to get a tax break. Right. So the idea is yeah. if all these countries com- com- agree to a treaty, it'll stop the corporations from moving. It'll stop from moving and getting. Yeah. It's, I don't I'm, know if I've given a ton of thought to it. I'm, I don't think I'm opposed to it in principle, but. I think, you know, yeah, right. I, I haven't given enough thought yeah. to it. I'm Someone's going to point out in the chat, like, here's a ridiculous problem that will arise from there. Probably. But there is an issue that, um, you know, corporations move their headquarters wherever they can to right. save their tax money. Well, so they're basically ripping us off. Yeah, the, well, that was my. Uh, Not that I'm a big fan of taxes across the board, to be honest. No, of course. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I think that's something that we could have a conversation about across the board of, including property taxes, which I find deeply offensive. Let's read, let's read some more of this LA Times story because I do think it's kind of funny. They say, at Lardo, a Mediterranean restaurant where on any given night three quarters of the tables are filled with foreigners, a Mexican man in a well cut suit recently took a seat at the bar, gazed at the English language menu before him. And he sighed as he handed it back a menu in Spanish, please. Huh. This is just, it's, it's, it, how is this real life? I don't know if the LA Times, I'm not sure they fully comprehended what they were writing. Yeah, I vibe <laughs> with this so hard. I grew up in Surrey, BC. If anyone knows, like the area that I grew up in is like 70% immigrant now. It's pretty wild. And you go to some places and it's like, I literally can't order food here because yeah. no one speaks English. It's just like, but if I say that, I'm a racist. If LA Times writes about someone who's brown having the exact same experience as me, because we're all human and we all enjoy being able to speak with other humans around us and being able to read our menu, suddenly it's not racist when someone else has the exact same internal experience. Go to wild. Go to any country. And I assure you, it, it, say you're in Turkey and you hear someone speaking a North American, you, you hear them speaking English. Right. It doesn't matter what their accent or dialect is. 
They're speaking English. I assure you, you are going to see someone else be like, hey, you speak English. Where are you from? Mm-hmm. Right. I was, in, I was in Turkey and I was in there this, this tower. On the, I think it's on the Great Horn or whatever it's called. It's like an old watchtower and it's a tourist attraction. I went up there and everyone's speaking foreign languages. And then I hear two people speaking with a North American dialect. And then I was like, hey, are you Americans? And they're like, no, Canadians. And I was like, good enough. What's going on? What yeah. are you doing? Like, hey, someone I can talk to. And then right. we talked and it was fun. That was it. That's yeah. End of story. It was like, hey, you know, I can, I, what are you doing here? You know, it was, it's wild. Easy. It's wild to me that, you know, like the left always talk about getting mad about the great replacement in like a racial context, right? But it's like, you guys don't even acknowledge how damaging it is to have so many people come in who just don't speak the same language. Like language is the only way we can connect as human beings, do business, educate each other, love each other. Have common values. You guys won't even acknowledge the importance of that. Imagine (laughs) you went to criminal court, charged the crime, and no one's and no one was speaking. Everyone was speaking a different language and struggling to communicate. That's what happened to Amanda Knox. That's she was actually released yes. from Italian prison. But her, her thing was that they didn't under. It was like the language barrier was so harsh that they just threw the book at her and was like, "She's a foreigner." They're doing it now with in. Brittany Griner. So apparently, the story was she doesn't speak Russian, and her lawyer was barely translating what was going on, and she had no idea what was happening. So they, she kept Amanda Knox kept repeating herself, saying the same thing because that's all she knew how to say, and the the Italians took that as she's definitely guilty. Mm. This community, you know, yeah, yeah, dangerous language barrier. I'm a huge advocate of bringing it doesn't have to be English, but a common language to Earth. I, I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. I think the internet. Sorry, is, we uh, messed English. that up all, already. With, like in uh, 2003, what was that? Tower of Babel. Yeah, we had Babel. that opportunity. Had like a couple thousand the years ago. The problem is they put it all in one place. So when that the ba- the tower got blown up, it was lost. But like if it was di- diasporate and like everywhere, you know, sort of in orbit underground in everyone's bedroom, like everyone's got their data, maybe there's some value to it. But the problem is if you lose other language because other language gives you reference. Right. That you don't get in English, like certain the word like groomer, like it has an English definition. But when you when you talk about what that means, like groom a dog in other languages, it takes right. on other connotations, and you need that out external reference to get a fuller picture. Yeah, in my so opinion, there obviously anyone who's ever tried to teach someone another language knows we say things that seemingly make no sense. Idioms, yeah. What's up? Like, what does that even mean? You're asking you're asking someone what are you currently doing and what's happening in your life, right? That's like, oh, it's, it's such a sup. So if someone is trying to learn English and you, you tell them what's up, they'll, they'll look at the ceiling, uh-huh. look at the lights. They don't understand that context in, in, in cultural language. So it's like, you got to learn that stuff too. There's, there, there's so much in, in language that people don't understand is rele- relevant, uh, uh, or requires personal experience of the thing. Yeah. Especially feelings. You know, there there are many languages that have words for feelings that are really hard to explain to an English speaker because they've not experienced it without that, you know, understanding. Yeah. It's weird. And we've simplified a lot of things. Like, obviously, the word love, we that's just love. We just use it for everything. Sexual love, familial love. We just throw it in one word. But then you have the Greek... Um, Greek cool. version, which yeah. has like, you know, twelve agape. or something. Agape. Eight. Yeah. Eight. Falasha yeah. is yeah. self love. There's um, agape. Yeah, uh, love yeah. of the community. Yeah, Ian brings it up brother, all the time. I'm love. obsessed with it. Um, and that's because Philadelphia. The, if you yeah. get that love is love statement, that ridiculous statement in the in the pedophile or whatever community, the map, <laughs> the the minor attracted person community, and it's like no erotic love. Eros is a specific kind of love. It's not did, familial. Did it's, you just call it the minor attracted community? You know I hate that. So yeah, much. minor. I just noticed there's the there's the the medical uh, psychedelic practices, the maps thing, and then there's the yeah. map 
Minor attractive person. Huh. Have you seen what? that? MAP is like no, the uh, no. the maps is like a psychedelic uh, studies program. I'm going to pull it up. Now. Well, let's I, let's. I've missed anyway. Sorry, yeah. 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 <laughs> missed it all. Ridiculous. Well, let's, let's 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 talk about this. Uh, the story we have here from the National Review. Trump says he intends to sue CNN for defamation. Now, how much is this just Trump blowing smoke, or is he really going to do it? It's impossible it. to sue people. It's it is. This is it really. Is. Did you see? People I don't get it. Was, was it Clarence <laughs> Thomas? Did he say that there's a, a potential case coming in front of the court that will change and actually yes. loosen the standards by which you can actually do yeah. these sorts of things? Yep. I think that would be a very healthy step in the right direction. So here's what Trump said. He said, I have notified uh, notified CNN of my intent to file a lawsuit over their repeated defamatory statements against me. I will also be commencing actions against other media outlets who have defamed me and defrauded the public regarding the overwhelming evidence of fraud throughout the 2020 election. I will never stop fighting for the truth and for the future of our country. Now, That'll be interesting, and I don't think Trump will will get anywhere with with suing them over fraud stuff. First and foremost, I think Trump thoroughly misunderstands a lot of uh, the 2020 election stuff. I think what we saw with Sidney Powell and Lynn Wood really exemplifies that Trump was given a lot of bad info. I think he's wrong in that regard. He was, but I think he could have focused on the uh, good friend Molly Hemingway wrote a book rigged. I think there are definitely serious questions about 2020, but I think you are right. I mean, Sydney, Lynn, all these. And that's. The Kraken. Right, 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 right. That, Crazy stuff. That threw everything into chaos. And I have to wonder if those people were intentionally working against Trump. I feel like Lynn because, Wood was. Mm. Well, because I'll tell you, you know, I, I, I want to talk about the lawsuits of the media. Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to get into but But I will mention, you know, Phil, uh, Pennsylvania changing the rules on voting was ruled unconstitutional after the fact. But did you see what Wisconsin State Supreme Court just said recently? Oh, what did they say? They said oh. that the. Uh, unsecured ballot drop boxes were illegal. Oh, right, right, right. It right. might have called into question and the election. Is, I mean, so there's a lot of stuff that's weird this about is, it. This is the problem with Trump and the fraud narrative, is that it's procedural. It's procedural questions on policy and law that need to be rectified and don't if that keeps becoming the narrative because it, it, it's, it's, it's universal mail-in voting rules, the question, the question of the constitutionality of universal mail-in voting, right. election month versus election day, unmanned drop boxes. So... I don't want to get into all Yeah, we that. don't want to go down that. I we want to talk focus about the this. media lying about yeah. January 6th and all of that stuff. Certainly Trump has his opinion on all those things. I got to say, though, if he's suing on those grounds, dismissed instantly. Yeah. Because for one, the courts are going to be entirely biased against hearing any of this stuff. But if he's talking about January 6th, then I think he might actually, yeah, he might actually win. Like what we're seeing now with the media saying, I'm not saying win in every single instance. I know Lauren gave a look of doubt. <laughs> I don't think people win, especially when you're a public figure like Trump, even starting these defamation lawsuits. I mean, he'd have the money to do it, I guess. We'd be able to start, but it's so difficult to win a defamation Maybe. lawsuit, especially when you're, when you have other media writing the same thing about you, any media company will use that as yep. a defense. They'll say everyone else is writing the same thing. So we just wrote it. But so Maybe it's not even about that. I mean, maybe it's just about bringing this to the forefront again to have a conversation about all of these right. things. Here's what will happen. One news outlet, let's call it news outlet A, will write something false about Lauren. Mm -hmm. News outlet B will pick it up. Right. News outlet C will pick it up. News outlet A will retract and apologize. And now you have two outlets citing each other. And if you sue one of those, they'll say it's reported as fact by news outlet C. You sue them, they'll say it's reported as fact by news outlet B. And then even if it is wrong, they'll say, all we are doing is conveying what another news outlet already said, yes. which we believe to be true. There's no malice and we're allowed to say it. And no Insane. one ever sees the correction. It's always published on a different page months later, and Ghost but it still counts. It's still good enough. 
You don't have to. It, that's what's crazy to me is there's like no legal recourse for if an article about you goes completely viral. There's no expectation that the apology afterwards that will prevent any sort of legal you know, we'll financial recouping will be as viral. Right. There, and there's no, yeah, no expectation. One person could see the correction and that's still, okay, we're not le- legally culpable right. now. That's nuts. Nuts. <laughs> there's pros and there's cons. Um, the idea is that it's, it's difficult to sue anyone in the public space. But the problem then is they just, the media, the, the corporate press lies about basically everything. So I was thinking about this earlier. In order to sue, you need standing and injury, which is insane. How do you prove injury? Are you going to go find the guy who wrote you the donor check who canceled it and then have him testify that he, he was going to, he, he, I wrote the donor check and as soon as I saw that defamation, I tore it up. So proving that is insane. I think we should be allowed to sue for correction. That's it for correction. So you go to a court and you say, I can definitively prove the spirit of what they're saying. Their statements are untrue. And then maybe they got to pay legal fees if they lose for publishing something false. And that's fair. And then it's like, then they got to issue a, a, an apology, a statement. They got to publish it on the front page and leave it up there for like a week or something for everyone to see. It's remarkable to me that you can have a major press, a major news organization lie. Yeah. And so I've been through this. I've talked to lawyers and they're like, what are your damages? And then I was like, well, obviously they're trying to get me banned, shadow banned, reduce wages and things like that or income. And they're like, can you prove it? It's like, unless, unless we file a subpoena and discovery against YouTube to right. ask them if they're, and, and they, and YouTube does this. In response to smears, YouTube has deranked and shadow banned many people hurting their businesses. How do you prove that to a court? At the very least, I should be able to sue and say, Your Honor, I can prove what they said is false. I would like them to be ordered to issue a correction. That's it. There you go. Do you think that in the correction, they should state that they were also sued to make a correction? So it sets it apart from ones that they just chose to do? Yes. It should say a court upon finding of our defamation has instructed us to correct the record and make sure our audience understands we were wrong on this count and this count and this count. We apologize for the error. That would be, it should be on their front page for a week. That could incentivize them to do it before they get sued so they don't have to make the say like, hey, we got sued also. Well, so this is actually what happens. Organizations will defame you. And then when you move to file a suit, they'll retract in a very weak and pathetic way to remove standing. And then when you go to a judge, they'll say they, they've already removed the article. Okay, case dismissed. And then I'm like, now I've lost donors. Now people won't work here because the media has threatened. Because That's media like co- pulling the bullet out of someone's arm and being like, ah, there's no bullet. Exactly. So there's yes. no proof that I shot. That's a good example. Exactly. Yep. No, the wound's still there. We yeah. need reform on defamation. Because yeah, I'll tell you this. If bless. I made a mistake, if, I, if, if TimCast.com published something incorrect and someone came to me and said, that's wrong, I'd say, sorry about that. We'll fix it immediately. And there you go. Yeah, because you're committed to actually to the truth. So there's no net negative for those who are committed to the truth if we have a system in which you can sue someone to force a correction. No, I think this is a bigger question. I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. I mean, obviously, one of the aspects of our society and our republic is a free and fair press um, that's meant to actually pursue the truth to provide transparency that can then lead to accountability so the American people understand what's going on. There's accountability. This is the one thing where we clearly do not have a free and honest press. We have corporate propagandists. What are the steps that are needed to actually get them to the point, grudgingly or otherwise, mm-hmm. where they're actually focused on trying to be at least objective on some levels? We I don't it. know. That's when Clarence, Clarence Thomas. Win the market. Yeah, I mean, part of it is winning the market. At the same time, there have to be consequences for it. Yeah. Because yeah. there are no consequences right now. They can get away with anything. Literally. They can say anything they want. 
And then they can so, call January six people seditious insurrectionists, and there are no consequences for that when they had nothing to do with any of that at all. Well, there are people on January six who have been charged to that, but they're innocent until proven guilty. But a lot of these people had doors open for them by police. No, and I've they seen get, videos. Yeah, they, walk, they walked right past. The police just cops looked waved at them. Him. In. Yeah, they waved one them guy, in, opened the guy, door. Yeah, one yeah, guy I'm got like, acquitted because of it. And AOC, Ocasio-Cortez yeah. herself, her videos. Agrees. Yeah, on the on the steps Completely of the Capitol. Agrees. No, I, I, if, if we can't get back to the point, we, I, I totally agree with the competition, control the market, or get more of a market share. I just gotta, we've got to figure out how there are consequences. It should not yeah. be for profit. There should be pain. Absolutely. Absolute pain for what some of the stuff that they're doing right like now. The I mean, medical they, they lied about Trump every step of the way. Yeah. Almost every single thing ever. The Shinzo Abe thing, I remember that one. Yeah. When he was feeding the fish and they, they cropped the video so you could only see Trump dumping the food in. And what they cropped out was that Shinzo Abe did it first. He poured the food in and looked at Trump and then Trump said, okay, and threw his food in. But they tried to make it seem like Trump did something wrong to insult him. It's insane. Could you say like any kind of news organization that would qualify under protections as a news organization that has to be a 501c3? No, no, no. You for profit, the for profit news is crazy because they just make it up. Right. It's a problem. That's right. So, so I'll, I'll tell you guys, it's really simple. CNN, what's, what, what, what should they do? Should they spend a hundred thousand dollars salary to investigate a story or do they lie? It, what, what, what makes more money for these corporations? You put out a lie. Right. You get a million bucks from this viral story. The next day you issue a retraction. Here's the best part. The retraction makes money too. Now the retraction, hmm. let, let's say someone, a news, news outlet, not just CNN, any news outlet writes an article that goes viral claiming yeah. something insane. They get all the ad revenue from it. When they issue their retraction, a small percentage of people will read the retraction, which also has ads on it. Mm-hmm. So they'll even make money retracting. They don't give back the ad dollars when they retract the story. They keep them. I think, I, I think you should be able to sue and you should get all revenue generated from the, from the false piece. Ooh, that's a good one. I like yeah. that. Love it. Um, I also think just like mocking these outlets into oblivion completely. I, I, it's like a scary thing to say we have to destroy faith in like the journalistic institutions, but we do. We need people to just not trust them at all, which means what they'll do is when they go to sites to read, they'll have to actually read the article. They'll have to see if there's sources and then they can regain trust in a website. They'll be like, okay, this site that I've been reading for a while actually sources things. I'm going to start reading them. There cannot be an immediate assumption that because it's a journalistic outlet, it's going to be correct. It has to be the opposite. It's it's, it's, a, it's an issue of human behavior, though. Yeah. I mean, people don't even gonna, read articles. They read headlines. But I was also going to say... a. a like, are people really looking for the truth? Are they looking for something that will yeah, reinforce no, their presuppositions they're and biases? They're looking for comfort. I mean, yeah. we were just talking about, you know, for the 4,000th whatever time, are they going to get Trump? It's reinforcing their biases. They just want to hear what they already believe. Right. So I don't, I don't know. I think well, it's an interesting question. Let's talk about this next story. We got this from Deadline. The View apologizes after linking Turning Point USA to neo-Nazi demonstrators. Oh. I don't think the apology was good enough. No, it's not. They said, uh, Haynes, Sarah Haynes said, so on Monday we talked about the fact that there were openly neo-Nazi demonstrators outside the Florida Student Action Summit of the Turning Point USA group. We want to make clear that these demonstrators were gathered outside the event and that they were not invited or endorsed by, uh, invited or endorsed by Turning Point USA. A Turning Point USA spokesman said the group, quote, 100% condemns these, uh, those ideologies and said Turning Point USA security tried to remove the neo-Nazis from the area, but could not because they were on public property. Also, Turning Point USA wanted, wanted us to clarify this was a Turning Point USA summit and not a Republican Party event. 
So we apologize for anything we said that may have been unclear on these points. This is the problem. It wasn't what they said was unclear. It was what they said was untrue. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I didn't get the original statement. They said that there were neo-Nazis at Turning Point. Whoopi Goldberg said initially, you let him in, though. Okay, You so, let him in. So they lied. Then they didn't say they, something right, unclear. They lied. They come back from commercial, and they're like, we got to issue a clarification. They they weren't. And she goes, it's, they weren't in the building, but they were all, you know— so, in the in the so in the mix, you they apologize for lying, not for being unclear. It's different. You lied, Whoopi. Maybe maybe she thought it was real, and she said something that she kinda, thought was real. She lied. But this is again what we're. They should sue. Oh yeah, this, this like, is for enough. as much as money the, as they can. The Nazis were protesting the event, yeah, right. In opposition to it. But one of the ways you actually get some sort of accountability is paying. Mm. I'm a big right. believer that there have to be consequences and sue them. Yeah, because then they the producers will start breathing down Whoopi's neck. Like, you can't keep bringing million-dollar yeah, yeah, lawsuits. Yeah, you us. can't be doing this, and at some point, the legal counsel is going to come and say, hey, stop. You can't be— Well, they they did. This, this is the crazy thing. I think they Well, could, no, after, like, another maybe a massive lawsuit that they lose and settlement or well, whatever. No, no, no. Probably settlement. When, when Whoopi defamed them, they came back and she said, I have to issue a, a notice. They weren't in the building. The producers clearly went to her and said, you can't lie like that. And then she, she, they come back from commercial or whatever, and she's like, okay, everybody, they weren't in the building. But so then maybe she doubles some producers down. have some moral ethics on the view still. It's not about moral uh, ethics, it's about think, fear. Well, it yeah, is about losing fear. Losing your job. Yeah. And so I think Turning Point should still sue because I'd argue this was not enough. They needed to clarify the people who were there were actually protesting and hate Turning Point USA. Yep. There was no connection. The right. groups were, were, the, the Turning Point USA people were screaming at them and they were, they were like yelling at each other. The view is just, this is the game they play. You lie, you issue a weak retraction and say, we know that you can't handle a lawsuit, so deal with it. This is also like just an expose, as usual, of the ignorance that many of these mainstream outlets, shows have of right-wing politics in general. Like, whenever I, even when I read academic articles about, like, the alt-right or something, they're all so unbelievably incorrect. Like, anyone who calls Charlie Kirk, like, far-right or alt-right, alt-right. it's like you, you literally know nothing about the dynamics of the right. The right know everything about the dynamics of the left they understand them inward and outward all the different factions and groups but there's it's like a complete blind spot the right are just like nazis all yeah. of them and it's did you see the foolish. crowder crowder put out a video where he's talking to some college students and one guy calls him alt-right he's like what he's like what does that mean and then everyone like there's a black dude there and he's like crowder's not alt-right he's like i watch crowder all the time what are you talking about and the guy says, alt-right is like you and Ben Shapiro. And it's like, Ben Shapiro is Jewish. They don't know what it means. They don't, they're, they're mindless zombies. And this is the problem. They get lied to by The View and other news outlets. And then they walk around saying things that make literally no sense. But I'll tell you this. If you want to control people, keep them in a constant state of confusion where they don't know what's happening. As they say, the truth shall set you free. Didn't Whoopi just said that Jill Biden should be our Surgeon General? <laughs> that was yes. a while ago. She's a phenomenal that was a, doctor. That was, right. a while, that was a while ago. Yeah, and totally ridiculous because she's like an education, a doctor in education. She's not really. Not even a, a medical no, doctor. Not really even a doctor at all. Uh, anyway. Yeah. It's like an mm. educational honorary. Honor, honor, I, I, I don't title know. Something. Oh, she got yeah an honorary one. Nice. No, 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 let, me, let me make sure. I, I, I'll yeah, make sure. Yeah. We'll no, be I think it was real. Yeah, I think that. That's I think there is a real like a skincare doctor's. Oh, <laughs> no, it's educator. <laughs> educator. Yeah. It's yeah. A, it's, it's not a, a PhD. It's something else. Let yeah. me see if I can uh, find it. But that's a going EDD. back to the left. Yeah. E, it's EDD. EDD yeah. The thing that's curious to me about the left, there is no intellectual curiosity. Doctor of Education. Okay, so it comes from. It's not a PhD. In the kids, EDD. That's what she has. I yeah. think it's more than that. Educationist doctor. 
So you're saying so you're saying that people on the left in this in this cult or whatever this is this weird there's no media intellectual cult. curiosity they don't really want to understand because from the outset they're all wrong so why should we have any curiosity mm. in trying to understand where they're coming from so I, I I mean they literally have no curiosity about trying to examine any of our ideas or have a conversation because our conscience is wrong our beliefs are wrong our actions are wrong so we don't need to even engage with you on this at all. We do have a, an update here from Turning Point USA, though. They say tomorrow, join the protest Thursday, July 28th, 7 a.m. outside GMA Studios in Times Square, 10 a.m. outside the View Studio, 320 West 66th Street. Uh, I'll just say this. If you are in Times Square, can you get a photo of those billboards we have up? We're really trying, I'm just kidding. Yeah, get one of me. <laughs> yeah, Ian's Mine's big up there. Up there. I haven't seen a photo yet. Uh, I just want to stress that point, though. While y'all are protesting GMA, and uh, I think there's a billboard of me above their building. So, like... This is the point I'm trying to make with those Times Square ads. We're, we're coming for their cultural spaces. We are challenging them. We are winning and they are getting really, really angry. R- remind me again. Is there, is there an ad for Chicken City? Yes. There is. Okay, good. Yeah. Two of them actually. We two have of them. Two okay. I just want to make sure because 96 foot tall billboards for Chicken City. But Chicken City gets some love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, I just want to deserve it. Yeah. I, I want I'm to. I'm fascinated by this whole concept. <laughs> great. Well, great so the, the, the general idea with Times Square is that our ads are going to be right next to Good Morning America. And when regular people look up, they're going to see us on par, equal to them. And we're going to call them out as liars. And we are going to be of same status and stature on equal footing when we do it. Is that something you could do? Like if you knew there was an ad beside you that was like for the view or something, could you get like a, you know, I'm with stupid arrow or yep. something? Like you can do that. Yes. You now, that's they, so cool. they, they might reject it. <laughs> right. But I think as long as I, I think most of these companies that do ads just want money. So when, you know, I put up a, it's, this, this billboard we have in Times Square is so big, I don't even know what to do with it. So they're, they're going to take down the ad soon that the run, the run is ending. And then they were like, we'll send it to you. And I'm like, it's 40 feet tall. Are you finishing that? I wonder if we could get Would you like some? three ads in it. one. <laughs> okay, so I'll like give you a couple. Yeah. 15 back, foot relax. and all going could, like three different movies going but, at once. So the, the point was that we put that ad on top of the Good Morning America building. So we've got a 70 foot, uh, ad on the top of the Good Morning America building. So I wanted everybody to see us above them. And make, make, make that point. I think it's good branding, good marketing, good brand awareness and all that stuff. Yeah. As they keep getting dragged, keep lying and failing and screwing up, we're going to be there to take those cultural spaces back. So hashtag them over. sue the view. Wait. This is a TP. Yep. USA. Hashtag sue the view. Ned, are you not going to join me in using a paper cup? No. No, I am not. I will. I No. Wait, this guy thinks he's so much better than yeah. me. No. Yeah. Look yeah. at no, this, dude. I, I'm just... <laughs> Okay, I'm respecting. high class. I see I'm how respecting. it is. It's just respect. It's hydrophobic. <laughs> respect the pappy. And there it goes. That's right. the last That's of it. it. Cheers to the somebody, last of the pappy. Somebody has been. The last of the pap. Yeah, I've been. You've <laughs> been after it. Happy pappy. Happy pappy. Have they officially costly. Have they officially declared that they're suing The View, or is this just like, let's generate some think, press? I don't think they said that yet, but hashtag sue The View is the, is, is the hashtag for the event. I think, uh, I'm assuming Drew Hernandez is going to be down there. I'm sure. And so, Drew, if you're out there, uh, I look forward to seeing all the footage and the coverage of what's going on with people protesting. This should be, this should be exciting. Um, I'm glad to see that, uh, people on the right are organizing peaceful protests. Yeah, and it's and fast. And punching back. Yeah. yeah. No, I think th- this is the one thing that I loved about Trump is that he rejected the premise. He wasn't going to take any, he punched back. And I'd like to see this more across the movement where 
You come at us, and we will come right back at you even stronger. It's rapid, too. Like when you're disciplining well, a dog, if it pees on the ground, you don't wait 20 minutes and then come back and yell because it doesn't know why you're yelling. But if you do it right when it's doing it, it knows not to do that again. There, there needs to be accountability because so long as, these, as, as the left can burn down buildings without law enforcement intervening, and it's, it's insane. I, I'll tell you this. I think well, – can I just say, why hasn't any uh, Republican filed a lawsuit to disqualify – Joe Biden and Kamala Harris for running for office for waging insurrection against the United States by funding the bail for insurrectionists on, on during the summer of love. They want to they, all, all that happens is the Democrats come out and scream insurrection for, you know, nonstop for months. Right. There's no insurrection. But if that's the game they want to play, they lost these lawsuits. OK, well, Kamala Harris directly bailed out people who were riding in, in Minnesota and Minnesota. Yeah. OK, Sewer. 14th Amendment, she, she waged insurrection against the United States. She provided material support to people who engaged in insurrection against this country. Well, they don't do it. Can I? But this is part of the problem, like on a, a thirty thousand foot level. On their side are religious zealots, right? The politics for them is their religion. They are religious zealots. They are committed to it by all means necessary. They will have political power. We're a bunch of careerists. I'm going to go to D.C. I'm going to have yep. a nice career at a think tank mm. or in Congress, and after twenty, thirty years, be like, hey, that was a lot of fun. No, they're they're interested in fundamental change. They will do everything and are committed to it. And we're like, ah, well, I'm just here for a good career. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day low actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus we have to completely unless we actually become more religious zealots on our side you're going to see more of this why aren't we yeah. doing that it's part of why i don't consider myself conservative because i do think we need literal like radical liberal change but for for good not like zealous change it doesn't need to be like my way or the highway but the system needs to be drastically altered the federal reserve has annihilated our economy we need to take back control of our financial system yeah but i don't think we get back to normal unless we actually meet some of their religious zealotry with our own i i, I again i tell people we're not going to get back to normal until we beat the left the problem and is unconditional surrender they there is no I think we have to come to this. This is not your granddaddy's Democratic Party. Mm. This is an un-American left that has nothing to do with the founding ideals. I'm not sure where we have common ground with them. Nothing. Well, that's right. So I mean, the, how the, do you actually come to that point? There is no common ground. The only way you get to a common ground is to beat them into submission. I think, God, I think that's unconditional common surrender. ground on Epstein, you know, both the left and the right were like, hey, what's up with that? Someone, someone went to jail for... A massive underage prostitution ring, but we don't know who. Who, who are they selling to? Right. But the left and the right both agree that yeah. there's something bad going on there. Epstein didn't. Let me himself. let me let me pull up this uh, story here from. Uh, well, I, I have a, I have a tweet here for myself, but it's a five thirty eight story. Five thirty eight says Democrats will hold the Senate, or at least they're more likely to. This is why I always said when polling looks good, it may mean a red wave, but three months is still an electoral eternity. Still, five thirty eight could be dead wrong. 
What they did was 40,000 simulations, and they took a, a random sampling, or it just says a sample of 100 outcomes, showing that Democrats win 52 in 100. I think, as per usual, Nate Silver and his cohorts are so insanely wrong. They've been wrong over and over again. They're probably wrong now. How could Democrats possibly win in a moment like this? Now, I do think it is within the realm of possibility they win. I just think the fact that it's leaning in favor of Democrats makes no sense when we've seen in Florida, for instance, more Republicans registered to vote than Democrats. I think Florida is not a battleground state anymore. Right. When well, In Texas, the Rio Grande Valley, Republican. When you see safe blue districts in 2020 flip, I don't know how they think this could possibly uh, happen. I, Other than the fair, the one point is there are more Republican seats up for reelection than Democrat seats. I, I remind people of last year in Virginia. A state that Biden won by 10 points, Glenn Youngkin essentially wins by two. 12-point swing in a year. That will be a year. We'll, we'll have the midterms a year after that. The yeah. trajectory has not changed for Joe Biden. It's gotten worse for Democrats as well. I, I tend to think anything that's 12, 13, 14, 15 points is actually in play for Republicans. Yeah. I think it's even to the point where anything that Joe Biden won by 20 points or less in 2020 is actually competitive. Have you looked at Gallup's data on this? When they talk about first-term uh, congressional losses, typically the Democrats have an advantage and still lose rather rather. Well, the other thing is you've got to – I mean it, it's hard to be – it has happened very rarely that historical trends are beaten. On average, in the first midterm that a party holds the White House since World War II, they've lost 28 House seats and four Senate seats. They will have to, have to absolutely defy historical trends, 80-plus year – about 80-year historical trends. And defy the economy. Right. Gas prices, inflation, inflation. The other thing I'll remind people, too, issues. don't under – Obama's Reuters approval rating was 44.7 percent October of 2010. We all know what happened in November of 2010. 63 House seats. I think it was seven Senate seats, 680 state legislative seats. I think Joe Biden's average on Real Clear Politics was 37-something or 38. Uh, Joe Biden's aggregate approval rating recently dropped lower than Trump's worst possible uh, aggregate right. rating. So – so Biden is actually has has a lower approval rating at its worst point than Trump ever did. So go, I mean, Obama's party got clobbered in the 2010 midterms, and he's running about six, seven points ahead of where Biden is right now. I mean, there's just a lot of different dynamics that are all falling falling into place. I have a hard time believing that Republicans aren't going to pick up 35, 40 seats in the House. I tend to think on they'll probably 53, 47 Republican majority in the Senate. I think you guys are underestimating how much people really want Ukraine to have $40 billion for Vogue photo <laughs> are, shoots. Aren't we up to $53 billion or something? I can't point. remember. That's a good point. Good I think they really liked those Vogue photo shoots, right, guys? Yeah. They were like, you know what? That was my tax dollars hard at work. I, I just think at a certain point, the corporate propaganda machine cannot overcome gas. Like MSNBC mm. can scream all day and night, and there may be some guy sitting in his lounge chair being like, wow, Trump's so awful. Then he gets up to go to the you know go to work and he goes to the gas station, stops and looks at that number and just starts crying. Oh, the Monmouth <laughs> poll recently had the four top issues that were most important to voters. It's all economic, gas, oh, yeah, yeah. inflation, Even groceries. Do you know you what, do you know where abortion falls on Gallup's uh, polling of one percent? Yeah, well, one percent of people thinking it's the most important issue. Have you seen what Rasmussen's been doing? Which I think is really interesting. The top eight issues for voters. The top eight issues. I won't call them mainstream media, corporate propagandists. There's no correlation at all really? between the top eight issues <laughs> at all. Not even close. I mean, for the corporate propagandists, it's climate change. It's January 6th. It's all this other stuff. For the actual voters, it's economy, inflation, gas, all of these things. Real these, people issues. Yeah, real people yeah. issues. And I think it's the, 
I tell people the closer you get to an election, the trajectories harden. And we're pretty much into August. We're just, what, 13 weeks out from the, the midterms. These trajectories, unless something absolutely apocalyptic happens, you're, the, these trends of Biden's going to have worse approval, inflation's not changing, all of these things, and you're going to come in November 8th and go, I am absolutely getting clobbered in the economy. And yeah. I, these guys want to tell me that somehow climate change, January 6th, I should have abortion on demand all the way up to the point of birth. Wait a minute. You're not addressing my day-to-day issues here. Get out. Yep. There are some things that the political gaslighting can't seem to overcome, and that money stuff is one of them. I remember in Canada when Trudeau started bringing in the, oh, we're going to freeze people's bank accounts for supporting the truckers. They immediately reversed all rhetoric on that as soon as Canadians started going straight to their bank and withdrawing tons of money right. out into cash because they were freaking out. The banks started shutting down ATM machines. They started preventing withdrawals and they were like, holy, all right, all right, backpedal, backpedal, backpedal. This isn't good. So I think, yeah, when voters start seeing, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to pay for my life then it's going to hurt the politicians, and then hopefully there'll be some damn change because we need it. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking we could default on the interest to the Federal Reserve um, and then say, we'll pay you back, Federal Reserve. Um, we're going to return our Federal Reserve notes and then give people you know, a, a U.S. bank cryptocurrency in exchange, and everyone will lose 20% of the money they turn in. Uh, as some sort of currency uh, why would recall someone as a massive 20%. reset you have either that or just keep your us dollars and they'll be worth nothing so it's up to you you can turn them in and get but 80% why, why, back why get 80% because gold? the peop- because that that'll give a diminishing return to the very wealthy so the poorer you are the less you lose so it'll kind of somewhat no. balance so out the, the return. percentage loss is a percentage lost but if you have a million 20% is 200,000 if you right. have a thousand 20% is and that you know, and, and that's relatively meaningless to a rich person, and it's the end of the world for a poor person. If you've got a hundred, you could so you could do a J curve as well. You could have a scaling. Uh, if you've it, got, if you got, that's why we do a progressive tax. If you've got a hundred bucks, and someone says we're taking twenty of those dollars away from you, you're like, that's my dinner on Friday. If you've got a million bucks, they take two hundred grand. You're like, still got eight hundred thousand. I don't know. Yeah, I'm open to a scaling return uh, uh, I don't diminishment, yeah, I don't know. but we need some sort. Of, I, I don't know a massive a reset to yeah. actually get out. Of, yeah, Fed Reserve, whatever they're doing. What was it? Three point seven five rate hike today. Three, the three, fourth zero. time this country point this year, point seven five, yeah, point seven five. There's, there's, that's not even close to addressing what's happening. I, I saw someone tweet out that it's probably gonna have to be like a twenty point hike or something. Yeah. No, no, to down. actually stop it. I mean, that's what they did in the eighties, didn't they? Yeah, I think it was, was it eight twenty? Yeah, something 18, like that with Carter. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah. you have to go massive, drastic action. I guess what you're talking about is a massive reset. To yeah. Say, hey, we have to do something very dramatic at this point to stop well, it. Well, I tell you, man, people need to learn how to tend to their own chickens. Get space to do so. Grow some vegetables, because learn how to process deer. Like, if nah, we, yeah, yeah. Because the time uh, may come. You know, look, we've been living in a golden age. We have. We've I, the, the 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 my lifetime. The, I was thinking about this, where it's like, I need to find a job. I'll go find a job. You find a job, and you get paid ten bucks an hour or something. You're living in in the city. Maybe it's twelve bucks, and then you're paying your rent, and there's no conflict. There's no there's there's no fighting other than you know crime here and there. That stuff exists. And then I'm just like, man, every other generation throughout history. People would just randomly die. Like life was dangerous. You'd go out and you'd be like, gotta go get the water. And then you'd fall in the river. And, uh, you'd stub your toe and then be like, uh oh, in- it's infected. Now I'm going to die. That's how, it- but now we have all these modern luxuries. We've secured our, we-, we had secured borders to a certain degree. And so we, our generation grew up with, with little to no conflict. Now this is what you get from it. We, uh, uh, you know, uh, good times make weak men. Weak men make bad times. 
And so giving control of the economy to Rockefeller and JP Morgan in 1913, basically people just got, became their, their weakness, just their deferment of their responsibility of monetary control was the weakness that's brought us to this stage. I don't know, man. It's a lot of things. It's a lot of things. I think, um, we've got cultural decay is a huge component of it. I think, but, but, but I was thinking about this recently. We're a self-governing republic, but our founders didn't mean that we govern ourselves. It's we govern ourselves. And I think we've lost that concept of how does the individual govern himself or herself. Mm. We've completely lost that concept. It, it starts with family. I think this is yeah. something I've had to like really, you know, swallow the red pill on lately is like, I was raised in a really good family with really good community. And when people spoke to me, they told me the truth. My, my parents told me the truth. They weren't lying. They weren't doing underhanded things. And that's how I learned to interact with other people. And then I go out into the wider world and I have no concept of people are going to lie to me. People are going to do messed up things. People are going to try to set me up for failure. And so I'm interacting in the world in this way that I learned at home and it's absolutely screwing me over. And the only way to survive in the wider, larger world is for me to become like everyone else and learn how to lie, learn how to be underhanded or learn how to spot it. And you don't really have a choice. So when people come up in broken homes and they see their parents lying to them. They see them lying to each other. They see them just doing awful behavior. They learn that's the way to survive in the world. And that's what our world has become. It's the product of a lot of broken homes and people learning that lying is the only way to get by. But broken homes, you know, I think to your point, is not just about poor homes. It's about parents who are just dejected and removed from their kids or yeah. letting their kids do whatever they want without – there's no discipline, right. no, no strategy, no, no planning. No expectations. Um, participation trophies. <laughs> Where's the parent to be like, you lost son because you weren't good enough. Mm. Train harder and you can be better. Instead, it's like, I want my kid to have a trophy too. It's not fair. And then the kid cries, gets a free trophy and then thinks, I didn't have to do anything to get this. Yeah, Just winning is it. not the trophy. Winning is the work. Winning is doing the work to win. Being able to win is yeah. is, is the real victory. The process. I mean, the way I see it is, you know, people often say when they come hang out here, they're like, wow, you know, look at this thing that you've built. And I'm like, I don't know, man, I wake up every day and I just add one more thing to what I'm doing. Sure. If you came and looked at this facility now, you'd be like, how did all this happen? And I'm like, this room didn't used to be here. That room didn't used to be there. That guitar didn't used to be there. It's like we walk up one day and we're like, oh, yeah, we'll put a Ian puts a rock on the table. Now Ian's got like 50 rocks on the table. They're everywhere. And it's just like one step at a time. You slowly get to that point and you, you, you have to treat life. In my opinion, that's how you treat it. The, there's, there, the ends don't justify the means because you never meet the end. If every day you live your best day, you, you like, I'll tell you this. People are like, I want to lose weight. I did not lose weight recently trying to lose weight. I just decided to eat better today. So one day I was like, I didn't, I didn't eat any sugar or grains. I'm just not going to. Then the next day I was like, well, I shouldn't start now. I had a great day yesterday. I should just eat healthy today. And then sure enough, I lose a bunch of weight. The problem with politics is like the people treat the victory as getting the most votes so that they get the office and they get the, the scepter. But like that makes people do underhanded things to get the scepter. And mm -hmm. that's not real victory for us. We need people to be their best. And then whichever one of them is chosen, even the one that isn't chosen still wins because they did their best. Mm. But like you're saying, that doesn't seem to be how reality works because the strong take or, or whatever is going on. There's not enough to go around yeah, yet. Yeah, I kind of view it as like life hacking. If you're playing by all the rules, you're just going to kind of stay in this, you know, minimum wage, kind of average salary, probably under 100K. And then there's people that will like morality hack and they'll get to a next level. You can lie to people. You can cheat people. You can get to all these higher positions when you can like hack the system of morality. 
And um, that's that's how you get these like elites like Epstein that are like, oh, we're just going to literally sell children. We're going to sell other humans. Dude, we're right. going to make a ton of money. We're going to have tons of blackmail, blackmail on these yeah. uh, right, politicians. Right. We're going to yeah. be able to control the world because we've morality hacked. We're not bound by any freaking rules. We can do whatever we want to anyone on this planet. I want to talk about cultural decay. And uh, we have this story here from the Daily Mail. Women hikers throw the kitchen sink at gender <laughs> stereotypes as they climb scaffold pike <laughs> with washing stations attached to their backs in fight for equality. Wow. Congratulations to Emma Woodhall, April Wilson, and Zena Clark for carrying kitchen sinks on top of a mountain. Uh, okay. I just, I have so much to say about huh. this. For one, I hope everybody's <laughs> laughing a lot right now looking at this image of women with sinks strapped to their backs. I understand. I honestly think this reinforces the gender stereotype. It's like you went hiking, but instead of just hiking, you have brought a sink with you, reinforcing that you are to be around it. That's a terrible idea. Can never leave I, I really respect it. You know, it's been difficult for me to figure out how to do shows like this when I have to stay in my kitchen. As you know, I also <laughs> under the table have a kitchen sink. Um, oh, right. Did you finish foot. the dishes yet? Yeah. So this is like a really <laughs> working on it. Right. But so, so here's with your feet. <laughs> Here's what I see here. There's, there's, there's a couple big things in this story. One, people are insane, mm. yes. right? No, I, and I mean like, I mean in kind of a, a colloquial sense, like there's no logic behind this. It's a stunt. They're right. trying to get attention. They got it. The media wrote about it. Hey, that's let's a good do a workout stunt. too. Yeah, that's great. It's a good workout. It's a good workout. I mean, it's like that, a farmer's walk up a mountain. That's true. That's yeah. true. Well, that's a fair. That's that's a good. That's a positive. Right. It's my, like, my, my point is negative. though, yeah. why would someone do something so absurd? Clicks, Instagram likes. They're trying, they're peacocking. They're trying to fl flutter their feathers back. Notice me. They're doing nothing to actually target patriarchy or whatever they think is going on. They're making no cultural change, no political change. This is the perfect example, in my opinion, of the narcissistic, vapid youth. I shouldn't say youth. I mean, this, this, these people are they're 40. 40. But they're like 40. Yeah, yeah. this generation wow. that Ooh. doesn't understand the problem doesn't have a solution, but stands on top of a pedestal holding a kitchen sink so that people notice them and they can claim they're doing something. This exemplifies all of it. Listen, you don't you don't know what it's like to be so attention starved. They're <laughs> dying here. They're going to be hospitalized Poor in two ladies. weeks if they don't get more clicks. Yeah, what is dying. the purpose of their movement here? What were they doing? Protesting patriarchy? Is that the vague? Yes. Yeah. That's the I think. Protesting. Numbers yeah. go. Gender, gender stereotypes. Gender. Protesting gender stereotypes by Reinforcing them with a kitchen sink we on a hike. Are worth more than this? I feel this like they should have carried porcelain sinks. <laughs> yeah, so, pretty light. Like, heavier. Yeah, it's been <laughs> it's been fifty two years, right? Since the since the start of uh, I guess the gender equality stuff. Seventy was around the time we started yeah. seeing more women enter the workforce. Mm -hmm. Fifty two years, but no matter how much they win, and they are winning, they're more likely to go to college, less likely to be homeless. Uh, millennial women and younger make more money than millennial men. They're still acting like they're the oppressed victims. Yes. Well, to an extent, I do think people hate women now more than ever, but it's their fault. <laughs> like, I, I would think, say, yeah. You know, when I was growing up, when we would like banter back and forth, like even when I played a bit of video games when I grew up, the jokes were always like, go make me a sandwich or something. Now they're like, go die in a hole, you yeah. like slur. Like people, I, I think the gender dynamics have become so just escalated 
because there's so much tension and hatred because we've been so pitched against each other where it's like, oh, I didn't get that job because a woman just got that position because she was a woman. She got to become the fighter pilot in the military. She got the professor position. She got the scholarship, whatever it is. And now instead of just seeing women as humans because feminism was like, okay, we're, we're equal. Now men see them as this like force that's trying to dominate them. And it's become really sinister. It's quite sad. It's quite sad to see us pitched against each other so much. I suspect that feminism is a lot like... So I don't really care for unions anymore because they've served their purpose and now they're done. Right. I think that feminism is exactly the same. They accomplished what they set out to and we had Richie McGinnis's mom on the show and she was talking about the stuff that the legitimate struggles that they actually had to get women to have equal rights to men and for the ability to work. That's great. That's fine. We have all that now. We're done. We don't need feminists anymore. I really don't think we do. And we're doing stuff like strapping sinks to our backs, lightweight sinks, for the record. So it's not like they're doing any kind of military drill. They're lightweight? They're, yeah. Well, they're like... They're, they're like not that, porcelain. Yeah, they're metal. Right. They're like, like aluminum. This, aluminum. I've carried sinks like that before. So they're like <laughs> aluminum. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's not a it's big deal. It's disappointing, actually. It's just They didn't showing. commit to it. <laughs> yeah, they really didn't. Yeah. Probably Honestly. smacks the back of their legs while they're walking. Though. Yeah. Uh, no, feminism completely unnecessary. I'm a little well, disappointed I, they wore shoes. I yeah, do believe too. we're intellectual <laughs> equals, men and women... Which is important to to maintain. Like, what does that What does that mean? That we're both capable of doing math problems. Equal, like no no man or woman coming out of the womb is going to be better or worse because of their gender and in, in intellectual capacity. Men on average are going to be better at things like maths, but I do think that it's obviously there are women that can meet and rise to that level. Um, and I also think it's really taken for granted uh, different types of intelligence, like EQ, emotional intelligence. I do think women tend to have higher emotional intelligence than men. What, what does that mean, though? Um, uh, like ability to read people, process emotions mm. and social situations. Um, and these things are, are studied quite extensively. So it's important to see averages and differences, but then judge people as individuals. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Ian, there's something called the greater male variability hypothesis, mm. which shows that ma- uh, males are more likely to be extremely stupid, but more likely to be extremely smart. So when you look at the highest and lowest end of the bell curve mm. for male talent, be it math, be it basketball, they, they, so here's the, here's the issue when it comes to the Fortune 500s. Of the however many companies that exist in the world, 500 get that top slot, the Fortune 500, the biggest, the best. So when you have a, when you have a hundred men and a hundred women, and on the female bell curve, 5% of women are really dumb, 10% are below average, and then you've got, uh, 70% average, then 15, slightly above average, and 5%. My math is way wrong. But I know what you mean. So 10%, 10%, 20, 30, right, 70 in the middle. So the issue for men is that you're going to have 50% in the middle, way more dumb people, but way more smart people. So if you have, uh, out of 100 guys, 10 in the highest end of the bell curve, and then out of the women, 5 in the highest end of the bell curve, and even then the highest high point is male, now do a top 10 ranking in ability to run a business. And guess what's going to happen? You're going to have nine dudes and one chick. Mm-hmm. Or not even that. There are 10 guys and all of them competing against them. All the women may lose. That's not anomalous. You only got 15 people competing. Now, in all likelihood, the top eight slots will be men and then two will be women. And people will say, how does that make sense? There's 50 men, you know, 50, 100 men and 100 women it should be equal, shouldn't it? No. Because you will also have substantially more really, really dumb men. This is why I think so many women think guys are dumb. Because there's a whole lot of really dumb guys relative to women. Equals not a, is a very vague term in that it doesn't mean the same. It doesn't mean we're the same. And and I think in the past, the extremes have dictated the, the, 
generalizations like, okay, eight out of 10 CEOs are men, therefore men make better CEOs. But mm-hmm. that's not, you know, across the board. I think you need to make space for the women who are good at that. Cause I do, I, there are women that are not going to be the norm. They're not going to want to be mothers. They're going to want to pursue careers. They're going to find that really, really fulfilling. And you need to make space for that. And as long as there's space for that, you're fine. What we're doing now, unfortunately, though, is that we're trying to force women into a larger space than they even need. Well, I, I, I would put it, put it this way. Uh, luxuries eventually become necessities. So cell phones, for instance. When cell phones first came out, it was a novelty seeing the guy with that really big phone. And it's like, if I'm in this one block radius, I can call my work. Then you got car phones. And all of a sudden now, it's a luxury. You had the opportunity to make a call from your vehicle. Most people still operated under, you call me when I'm at the office or at home. When cell phones became ubiquitous, all of a sudden now you got two workers, one with a cell phone, one without. Who's getting hired? I'll do it with the cell phone, hands down. I can call you at any time. I can I can get answers to questions. Hire the person with the cell phone. That luxury became a necessity, and now you're not going to get hired if you don't have one. Women entering the workforce. It started out as you know, women who want to work can work. No one's saying they shouldn't. You know, we're changing things. And then once women started entering the workforce, you now had dual income households competing against single income mm. households. And this, so all of a sudden, you have a business that says, listen, we've got a dual income household. They can take the job for 30000 a year, you know, because the husband and wife are both working. Sorry, I know you have a family, but you need too much money. I'm going to hire the, the, the woman. Now you've got double the workforce overnight without a doubling of the work uh, supply. And then you see suppression of wages. You see collapse. And eventually then you come to a point where women have to work. It started out as they can if they want to. And now it's yep. well, you better. Otherwise, you're broke because sure no one can afford it. Yeah. I was thinking about what you said about emotional quotient EQ and IQ being yeah. different. Like I'll have a conversation with my, when my girlfriend's involved in conversations, like sometimes Tim and I'll get into it and it'll be like, it'll get heightened and it'll get fast and loud. And she's like, I, I don't want to be around the tone. And I'm like, what? I'm not even thinking about the tone. I'm thinking about what we're saying. So to the man, to our brains, it's like the information is, is more important. But to her, it's like, it's the, the feeling of the situation is altering the way you're producing the information. And this is the big myth that conservatives often struggle with. We do the facts don't care about your feelings. Feelings are more important than facts. Feelings, feelings are way more important. Yeah. Feelings don't care about your facts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we need to take that into account. We need, what, what makes people motivated to do anything is how they feel. Anything political. The only reason they care the about the facts is because I love my family and I want to protect my family. So I'm going to go look into the facts to see what the best ways are to do that. I mean, let's be Oops. real. If, if, uh, uh, if your kid, some, if your child, did something illegal, I think most people would be like, I have to protect my son at all costs. Yep. Yeah. Like they will, they know it's wrong. They know it's against the law. And they're like, don't care. My kid's not going to jail. But that's one of the problems with conservatives. We go to the head first, not the heart. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Got to figure that yeah, out. I think it's fascinating. Ben Shapiro's tweet, while I respect it, you know, facts don't care about your feelings. Got like a hundred thousand retweets. It goes viral like crazy. When I saw that, I was just like, yeah, but feelings don't care about your facts. Right. And I think that's substantially more important to the conversation. Albeit it's wrong. But the issue is, if you go to someone and tell them, like, I don't know, Michael Brown didn't have his hands up. Obama's DOJ came out and said that was not true. They'll just get angry because your facts are meaningless to how they feel about it. But this is one of the actual principles of the left's organizing. Appeal to the heart first to put the hands and feet in motion. Yeah. They figured it out. Like, again, appeal to the heart, get people into motion. Sometimes the facts line up. Sometimes they don't. But it doesn't matter. You've got people motivated in the right direction to do what you want them to do. I keep thinking about God, like the emotions attached to really believing in that, that 
and like that, that's similar to what people in a cult will do. Like, and I'm talking about people that are like in the media cult, the whatever you want to call it on the left or whatever. Like, it's so emotionally driven because they truly believe in it. And I know that no, emotion no, no. is there in people on all sides. The, the, the issue is they, they, they may not believe in it and their brain doesn't let them ever even consider it. They feel physical pain. It's like what Brandon Strzok told us that when he was first breaking out of the left and he saw the video of Trump doing the arm thing, it was physically painful to be proven wrong. Mm. So there are a lot of people, mm. they don't, they don't actually believe it. When you present them with facts and hand them the sheet showing it, they get really angry because they know deep down their brain is telling them this is true, but we cannot accept it. We cannot. A lot of them have personal trauma connected to their politics, as most people do. You know, you look with feminists, and this is something I wish I acknowledged more when I was younger and kind of challenging the feminist movement is they, they had bad relationships with their father, a horrible, abusive relationship or whatever, and they're projecting that personal experience onto the broader political discourse because it's easier to deal with something that's far away from you than to really like look inward at your own personal pain. So they'll try to fight it through these larger political battles. It's the same with Trump. Trump is just the representation of their Christian parents that were distant and at work all the time and not talking to them and they hate it and they're rejecting and rebelling against it. And a lot of people had those personal experiences with their family where they grew up in a, you know, Christian conservative household that they're fighting back against. They had a bad experience with a man or whatever it might be. And and that's their emotional place they're in. And I think we do, as much as they do really stupid stuff and really wreck our society, we do need to see the left as humans that are just, you know, very confused in a lot of ways. And we do need to reach out to them on an emotional level and try to pull them back from that edge. I know uh, we don't like humanizing the left, but we have to. There no, are I don't other... disagree. I just don't know where you find the middle ground with them. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I don't think... It's I, in you. I, no, You no, need no. to feel it. If you cry openly it, out of joy, I, out of belief, not out of sadness or pain, but like out the, of truly believing it, people resonate the middle ground is not in arguments and political discussions because feelings don't care about facts the middle ground is in we uh i brought this up several days now but we're, we're launching shows at timcast.com i think right now it's like 80 percent of the content we produce is not political yeah. like the overwhelming majority of it is not political at all because i don't want to go to somebody who is only peripherally involved in politics and very angry and start yelling politics at him I want them to be like, hey, man, I don't know about all that stuff. Why don't you come hang out and we'll tell a ghost story? We'll sit around the campfire and we'll have marshmallows. That is so much more attractive to many people. Now, politics has become pop culture. The View talking about Turning Point USA. There are people who are turning on TV for entertainment and then being bludgeoned over the head with ideology. My my attitude is this, twofold. One, let's just hang out, have a good time, have pizza, not talk about that stuff. Put these people in an environment where they're away from that and something interesting happens. When they're dedicating their time to watching sitcoms or, or um, like, you know, we have Tales from the Inverted World and we're launching a bunch of other shows, they're not, they're not in a world of pain anymore. Now they're going to look back and they're going to see people screaming, but Trump, but Trump, and then they're going to go, that made me feel miserable. Can I just listen to the ghost stories? Because right now I'm just interested. We got to give them a space that is just not overtly political. But the other thing is when we create cool, fun stuff and we're doing backflips into foam pits. Then we're all all over here cheering and high-fiving each other and being like, come on, come party and hang out. We're doing backflips. Sounds fun. It's a bouncy castle. Come hang out. We don't want to talk about that painful stuff. It's an escape. I think that's what we got to do to help people break away from the cult. Yeah. yeah. So many conservatives have just portrayed themselves as we sit and we read books all day and pray all day. You know, praying's good. You should do it. But we're humans, too. (laughs) We're scared to show that human side. This is the thing about, like, Turning Point USA. Is like, I think they do great work, but they're all suits, you know, like mm-hmm. CPAC, TPUSA, these big events. And I'm like, grow your hair out. 
Yeah. No, look, man, you're not, you're it's you're connected you're, to your nervous system. There's a man. certain kind of person that you know uh, believe uh, uh, idealizes facts. Don't care about your feelings. It's it's correct. You know, facts matter more than how you feel about them, in my opinion. But politically, feelings matter more to the average person. So my attitude is just like, where is the space for people who are sick and tired of the woke cult who just want to watch some guy do a backflip? Escapism. Just relax. Yeah. You know, escapism. Here, here's what happened. I'll tell you this. We're, make, we're, we're working on a video game. We showed you guys the, the, yeah. the video game earlier today. We're working on a video game out here. And it's because I'm like, people want to play a video game and what happens? All of a sudden, it's wokeness. They make Battlefield, or what was it called? Was it Battlefield? Battlefield, where the woman had like purple hair and a and like a prosthetic or something, and everyone's like, "What? What is going on?" Every movie's got to be some political message. Every show's got to be political. As much as I'm a fan of the show The Boys, it's just come on, stop hitting me over the head with this stuff. Does every show have to be like this? Resident Evil, it's like come yeah, on. Yeah, I don't even think. Oh, we're gonna. Say? Like, I was. Just, I don't think it's escapism when people want to. Like, I like off roading. I like going out shooting, swimming every other day. I don't think any of that's escapism. I think that's how humans are supposed to live. Um, life is lived in the in between. We're not supposed to be thinking about right, politics right. every second. We're supposed to be actually spending time with friends, family, and it's okay for people who are political personalities to go out and show that side of themselves to say, actually, this is what's important to me, and this is how I want you to be living. That's why I care about politics. So you don't have to worry about the government infringing on your ability to do these things and actually live your life with your families. So we have to care about politics, but it's not what we're supposed to be doing 24-7. Agreed. I think about like the universe and consciousness and like sometimes people are like, oh, he's a psychedelic tripster. Think, you know, wasting. <laughs> yeah, get out of here. Hippie. But like it's <laughs> self-preservation and the preservation of our species because every 20,000 years, this planet gets hit by comets, you know, or however, 40,000 years, everything's reset. Everybody's wiped out so we need to get off this planet if we want to keep having conversations about politics and that's i'm a big advocate of communicating about politics about social structure but we have got to focus on science you create a space where like you know timcast has a news outlet as well right but we, we we've been investing heavily in tales from the inverted world and i will just tell everybody for those that are interested in knowing the the click-through rates the the cost per click all that stuff has been ridiculous like mm. so we're doing ads this is uh, Shane Cashman. He went down to Georgia investigating lost Confederate gold. It is only political in that sense of the history. But for the most part, it's just his journey, meaning witches, UFOs, someone threatened to kill him because he's trying to find this gold. It is just outside of the realm of modern political culture war stuff. Yeah. And the, the, the click-through rate is like double or triple what we see in other ads. We've only recently started doing ad stuff. And I'm like, this is good news. Regular people when you go on Facebook, you see them inundated with memes about politics, anger, and hatred. And it's like, let's let's promote this and pull them out of that space and then allow that kind of hatred to evaporate for a little bit. But here's the best part. TimCast.com has a news section with true facts. So if they're doing nothing but watching MSNBC and getting wrapped into it, we pull them out and offer them a space to just relax and watch ghost stories or sitcoms or Chicken City. <laughs> and then if they end up seeing the news, the news is, is neutral, straightforward, and fact-driven. What do you do when you're not involved thinking about politics? What are your main focuses? Hunting. Oh, what kind of stuff? What, what's your hunting style like? Uh, deer. I'll do everything. Crossbow. Muzzle loader. Oh, crossbow. Regular. We got deer out here like crazy. Every yeah, night yeah, when no. I go back down, there's a bunch of deer in my lawn. Brother-in-law and I, and actually my son, uh, we hunt. We'll do we'll do the knock them down in the woods, field dress them, bring them in. We process them in the barn. What do you? Um, what do you? So when you get a deer, like. Do you you make a bunch of different kinds of meat? Do you make like jerky, salami? I usually my brother in law, awesome. 
he he literally will process almost everything on the deer. Either you know, give the ribs to the dogs and eat the marrow. I don't. But I, I mean, like, do people like will take the deer I, marrow maybe broth. and boil it? Make yeah. yeah. He might. I don't. I literally take the back strap. I take the inner tenderloins. I take the rumps, and I typically make those into either a stew or I'll do biltong. Or I'll do jerky. Oh, awesome. What's biltong? How's deer tenderloin? It's a South African form of jerky. Awesome. Oh, okay. It's really good. Deer tenderloin. Is that similar in any way to like standard cow? Or um, I mean, it's the, the inner tenderloin is the best part of a deer. And I soak it in whiskey, garlic, salt, and pepper Ooh. overnight. I beat it out. <laughs> and then I fry it with some fresh eggs from our chickens. That sounds amazing. And you do it right. It's superb. I had, I had a friend who brought me to this dude's house once, and he, they did a full process. They had every kind of, like, meat you could make from a deer. So uh, it was, we, like, we've a big done, platter. We have done. My, my, my brother-in-law was like, we've got to do some sausage. So we did, you know, half of it is sausage, half is venison, and then we did jalapeno, and we did cheddar. Amazing. Sounds oh, amazing. stuffed? You stuffed Yeah, yeah, guts? we stuffed our own sausage. You know, you comes through. The and intestines? You, you, yeah. I like your answer awesome. to his question. You're like trying to find what's your like non-political chill thing. And you're like, oh yeah, when I'm not destroying leftists, I'm killing. I'm shooting, I'm killing things <laughs> in the woods. Preparing. Well, it's yeah. deer though. Yeah. What about turkeys? <laughs> turkeys are terrible. Yeah. Have you ever eaten any wild turkey? Nope. They're awful. Yeah. It's not yeah. Wild. It's, what's what's bad about it? The, well, they're extremely lean meat, mm. and, and I, I probably screwed up on how I prepared it. I. Probably, I, I've heard people that you just gotta slow cook it like crazy to get it to where it's edible. Right. Um, what else do I do that when I'm not shooting things or destroying leftists? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm actually big into horticulture. Oh, I've got my oh, orchards. Like I've got orchards. What, what are you growing? Peaches, apples, oh. cherries. Um, got a raised with a raised bed with blueberries. What, what percentage of your uh, diet would you say comes from your own production? Not enough. <laughs> I mean, I want to get to the point where, I don't know, during deer half? season, no, not half. We've got the eggs. We've got some venison. The only problem is there's not many people in the household that love venison. So it's like. Yeah, well, you eat what you eat. You know what I mean? We brought um, your deer back. Time to eat it. Yeah, we do. I mean, the part of the other raised bed is like a jalapeno, uh, tomato, poblano peppers. We're doing salsa garden. You got to um, stop describing food. I'm about no, to make it's amazing. So, <laughs> no, I mean, it, we, 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 have, we do have fun. I do other things outside of politics. And it's actually, I mean, it, it does actually, like, you get away from it and, and you become a full, you I fully think, realize, you know, all aspects of your humanness. And, I think people should, uh, people listening, especially now, should start figuring out how to um, create a larger percentage of their own uh, calories. I totally agree. Yeah. No, I, this is one of the things I'm trying to fight. We've got... 30 some acres, 20 of its, 21 of its forest. And we're trying to figure out how can I make the other 10 acres or so productive yeah. and, and what can I do with those? We've got too many eggs here because we now have like 30 chickens and the new ones are starting to lay. My, my, my wife is a chicken lady. Mm -hmm. We are going to have yeah. like 25 eggs per day. What do you do with them when you have so many? We're giving them to people. Oh, that's yeah. good. We yeah. have the same situation. We, yeah. We've had a raccoon fox situation, so we don't have... That many eggs these days. We had a we raccoon would, problem, but that was taken care. What's of. What's more dangerous, the fox <laughs> or the raccoon? Uh, so here's how it works: the raccoons just pick them off one by one. Usually, they just murder them, right? They don't even eat them. They suck the blood out of them. They're literally oh, vampires. Wow. <laughs> yeah, the foxes will come in, and it's a massacre in like ten minutes. Oh, because they're having fun. They're just killing them, killing, yeah. killing, killing, and they'll drag a couple off, eat them. But there's just you. I I went down one time. It's probably I don't know, three or three thirty in the afternoon. Everybody was fine. Had to go back up to the house. The barn's maybe, 
I don't know, 100 yards below the house, went up back, back to the house, did some stuff, came back. I, I'm not kidding. 30, 40 minutes later, like 15 of them were dead. Wow. A fox had just Jeez. come and nailed them all. I don't think I was able to kill that one. Have you ever we shot have, the foxes that come? I have. Yeah. yeah the, the, one of them got away, but partly because the neighbors have horses and it was not a clear shot, so I held back, which is the right thing to do. But the other one I shot, and then... Um, there've been some raccoons shooting your neighbor's horse. Yeah, no, that's that would be whole fun. Yeah, no Hard raccoons. You know, raccoons are nasty. Had, uh, they are nasty. We, we Two a, barrels of a twelve gauge takes care of them. We got a we got a raccoon problem. We set up a trap. Yeah. We uh, we took care of one of them. Yeah. The the so I mean we have a so this is what's what's worrying is that we have a uh, we have a we have dogs and they, they're still coming around, which they shouldn't be because our our open area right now of the chickens is not yeah. particularly large. But I saw a fox. So we have a cat. His name is Bucko. And I'm, I'm recording one day, this is a couple months ago, and he's sitting in the middle, of, in the field, and from, from my studio, I can see the whole backyard. I can see the chickens, like, really wide view. And I see him sitting just in the middle of the field, in a loaf, like cats do, when a very gaunt-looking fox starts creeping out of the brush and slowly moving towards him. And my cat, being dumb, just stood there staring, and then I was like, I'm in the middle of recording a segment, 20, like 15 minutes in, like, so that's nearly done for my morning segment, and I had no, I, I stopped. I got up and I ran outside and started yelling and the fox did not run. And I had to, you know, jump over the fence or jump over the railing and like run down and the fox, fox took off. Uh, I'm worried the fox was starving. That's why it was coming out of the property, fearless of the dog and going after my cat. Yeah. And my cat's too stupid to run away from it. Just sat That cat there. was going to rip then, his face up. No, that That's fox was probably going to eat that cat. Right. And then when the fox ran off, cat just looks at me and then just looks back at the woods and just doesn't even blink. Do you have coyotes out here? I don't know. We have coyotes. Well, so there's they, there's been a crossbreed that's developed between wolves and coyotes. They're called coyote wolves. We have them on our property. I haven't heard them recently. What are they like? They look like small wolves. Wow. They don't look. I mean, we had a ton of. I grew up in Kansas. We had a ton of coyotes. Very like obvious coyotes. These coyote wolves look like small wolves. Are they vicious like like wolves? Yeah, I mean they're pretty aggressive. I'll, I'll go through the forest. I haven't seen anything recently, but you'll go through, and it's it's literally like a pack of them hit a deer, and there's parts everywhere. I've been thinking lately: are raccoons a kind of animal that we would be better off wiping out, like making extinct? Or do they do any value to the system? Trash pandas. They're kind of cute. Uh, no. Have you guys horrible. ever seen that video of the uh, guy's dog being attacked by a raccoon, and he's like above a stairwell, and he grabs the raccoon and just like flips it around Whoa, and throws it down the stairs, and all you see are these little glowing eyes disappearing yeah. into the abyss. No, no. Okay, it's a great video. <laughs> you gotta find that one. We're gonna go to super chats, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends? We are going to have a members-only uncensored show at TimCast.com coming up at about uh, coming up at about 11 p.m. So check that out, and uh, let's grab some of your super chats. All right, we got a whole bunch of super chats. Say audio buzz, yes, audio, thank you. audio. Thanks, You're good now. All right, let's see. John R. says, The accounting firm that prepares my taxes wants me to sign a document stating that I'm not a Russian citizen, Russian national, nor do I currently reside in Russia. As it, And if my status changes, to let them know immediately, WTF? Huh. Yo, what? That's really That's weird. weird. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> J.A. says, Can't believe you haven't mentioned Ripaverse Comics yet, Tim. We've mentioned it several times. We talked about it yesterday. PayPal froze uh, Eric July's account or whatever, like a good portion yeah, well, of it. I wonder what the status of that is. That's crazy. All right, let's see. Ian Hall says, Jeremy is a legend. I loved that ad placement. Shill for coffee brand coffee. So another free ad spot. 
Mr. Quartering. For yeah. people that, that didn't get the ad, uh, at the beginning of the show, an ad played for Jeremy's Coffee. It's specifically tailored to Tim, too. He's yeah, like, like, hey, he, guys, about to watch Tim cast. Uh, buy my coffee. All right, have fun watching Tim. See you later. And then it goes I didn't Tim. know you could still do that. That's awesome. I uh, knew that you used to be marketing. able to run ads specifically on one video. I didn't know you could still do it. But yeah, he's like, before you watch Tim's video, go buy my coffee. And then my attitude is like, thank you for the money, Jeremy. This show is sponsored by The Quartering, apparently, and Coffee Brand Coffee. Although, the funny thing is, Jeremy could just reach out and be like, hey, how much for an ad spot, I guess. And I think it's cheaper, actually, when we do it direct. Uh, Because YouTube takes a huge cut, you know. But then he'd get the full viewership. How about that, Coffee Brand Coffee? You know what? We're going to open our own coffee business. No, probably not. Maybe a coffee house that serves Coffee Brand Coffee. All right. Let's grab some super chats. What is this? Uh, Raymond G. Maga Stanley Jr. says, I am angry, Tim. So mad at capitalism. The healthy white cis males. I'm so UT. Oh, no. Dang it. I just ished my pants. That's it. I'm joining Antifa. <laughs> so that was a segment I did earlier. There was this Antifa woman who was riot- arrested on suspicion of rioting and felony assault. She had previously wrote about how she has long COVID and it caused her to crap her pants. And then I was like, look, I know a lot of people see that. And they probably laugh when they hear that story. But my attitude is like, imagine you're like poor. You know, a lot of people probably are. And then one day you're at work and poop just comes out of your butt. And you can't control it. You're going to be really, really angry. But who can you be mad at? So what happens is these people have this pent up rage from their lives they can't control. Then someone comes along and says, I know who's causing all your problems. It's Dave Chappelle. This is probably why these people go out and protest nonsensical things. And it's not, it's not just because this woman pooped her pants, but it's a really good example. Look at this. Everyone's making fun of her now. They're all, they're all laughing. Imagine what that person's feeling, knowing that this is your life now. You gotta wear diapers. You're in the middle of work and you've got poop all over your butt. You have to work through that. Yeah. And who can you, who do you, who do you get mad at? Whoever fed you that gum. Right. No, it's yourself. You can only be mad at yourself. Well, it was long COVID. Are you, are you mad at the virus? Dude. So what happens is. The Chinese. How could I, they do this well, to no. me? I'm Someone comes along Eco-Health and says, Alliance. all, you, you should have universal health care. And the reason you don't is because of these bigots and transphobes and the far right. And then they say, okay, that's why I, I can be mad at somebody because I'm mad. And they give them a target to be mad at. That's what happens. And I think the, uh, I think the poop story makes it very, very apparent. Because without something so overt, you don't know about their trauma, their relationships with their fathers or whatever. All True. you see is some person. You're like, what are you mad about? It's like, well, maybe they're mad about something they have no one to be mad at. Yeah. So mm. this is a, this story exemplifies that, in my opinion. Imagine. I, I, and you'd be mad, too? <laughs> it, your point is profound, wow. but the context of it just makes it impossible to listen. Well, the context is on purpose, right? Because it makes people, you know. Yeah, I searched to poop their pants. I would, I would advise everyone. No. I'm like ten. No. Well, <laughs> Why am I laughing? I didn't click on any links. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this is the real world. This is where we're at. This is where we are. Pooping in pants. Waffles Sensei says I had an epiphany last night. Ian, I believe in the graphene now. The process you speak of in separating the carbon out of the chemicals in the air. You're literally talking about mimicking the process of the trees and plants. It's genius innovation. Hell yes. You know we can pull the carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere and the uh, methane, and then put it on to p- deposit on a palladium or probably other metals, and then. Right. Um, Take the the carbon out. So you essentially mine the air for carbon dioxide. Fix the so air. how are we doing that? Uh, it, Australian scientists have been doing it so we can start to mimic the process. I want to bring it to the political sphere and get the government involved so we can start funding research and development and start selling this stuff. Are you familiar with graphene? No, I'm not really familiar. I'm, it sounds 
like trees on steroids. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, single atomic layer of carbon. Yeah, it's this and stuff. A hexagonally a latticed, and it's uh, a wonder material. So maybe huh. we'll see some more in the future. But it's let's, like 21st uh, let's, century building material like steel. It's conductive and capacitative like batteries. It's profound. Let's read some wow. super chats. Jamie Nunyabiz says the J6 trials will help because of the absurdity of the content and how specific people like Ray Epps not getting any charges, but also labeled as a victim. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. You see, they included me in it. Jamie Raskin put a video of me in it. Oh, oh he did? It was me reading a news article. Oh. And, and they, they, they edited it in such a way to make it seem like I was telling people to go to D.C. Mm. Yeah. Total fabrication. The, the and this, whole... this, this is why I'm saying, like, I think the country is on the verge of imploding. When you've got sitting members of Congress smearing and defaming and just trying to destroy for no other reason than to destroy, I'm like, how long can this thing last? Now, I'm not saying people will die. Like, you know, some, some people might in conflict. We've seen that already. What I'm saying is it's just going to get more tumultuous. Whatever that means, yeah. I don't know. Get some chickens and get out of the cities, I guess. Yep. Yep. All right. SS Penguin says, hello, Timcast crew. I just wanted to say I love you all. And if you ever want to add to Chicken City, may I humbly suggest ducks. They're hilarious. They are. Uh, I was told that they have to be raised together, though. Can I bring you a Canadian goose? No. No. I, aren't they called Canada goose? Sure. You know what I'm talking right. about. <laughs> if you can. Uh, can you bring one they, and like put it in the mix? I don't think that's legal because no. they're migratory birds. The thing about ducks is there's like domestic ducks on farms for duck eggs. Duck eggs are crazy. You have duck yeah. eggs? No, I don't. We had four and more protein. Yeah, bigger. Fox hit really them. Really hard. Oh, all of them. All of them. Were they out in the open? Like yeah, bam, gone. I think we got a couple eggs out of them. Hmm. All right, Doug Ripley says great guests this week. All looking out for we the people. Zuby helps people think for themselves. Whitaker made meaningful, meaningful moves as acting AG. Ned provides much-needed grassroots vision. And Lauren putting out fearless exposés. Her latest is is her best yet. Cheers. Thank you. There you go. It was worth Nothing all of Nothing bad expensive. to say about Tim. He's the only one that didn't F with anyone. <laughs> that, I don't know. People were, people were saying that. They were like, Lauren put out this video of like the truth. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, she actually said some nice things about you. Yeah, you were like I, I no, there were there were a few really good people, but of the people that like got massive platforms, which you have, you've built up something big. I never saw you once screw anyone over, and we were hanging out, you know, way back in the day, 2016, going to riots in France. You remember all that? Oh, yeah, that um, yeah, and you always just were a damn hard worker, not to simp or anything. I'm sure. You know, you know, <laughs> the, the, the most brutal thing ever is like. We do so we, – we try to do so well by everybody who works at TimCast and then the people who just knife us in the back. It's really disheartening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can certainly understand why Bill Gates is just like, there's too many people. And why people don't start companies. It's, it's a Absolutely. lot. Absolutely. Getting money involved with relationships is a totally yeah. other dynamic. Dude, people are evil. You learn some you, – you, you, but, uh, but I'm not sure – really Are you saying there's fallen nature? <laughs> so great. I'll tell you this. The, as the story goes, man, you hear these stories about people, what, people winning the lottery – and then all of a sudden, their families get torn apart. It's crazy stuff. But I tell you this, running a successful business, you'll be surprised who, is, who in your life is truly a friend and, and who isn't when you come into success. All of a sudden, people you thought you knew your whole life are doing everything in their power to destroy you for no reason. There are people that I've known since I was a teenager that immediately took to the internet and started trying to hit up every journalist, people I was my, some of my best friends. And then I'm just mm. like, I'm hitting them up. I'm like, bro, is, did I do something? And they're like, F you. And I'm like, what the? There's no more disgusting emotion than jealousy in humans. Yeah. It's a really dark emotion. And then I learned that there are people that I didn't like all that much that are like, well, you know what, man? Good for you, dude. 
I get it. You deserve it. Mm. And I'm like, what? That guy's being nice to me? Man, I tell you. You learn some, you learn some lessons, man. So Lauren, your documentary that he's talking about, what was it? It's called what? Exactly? The, no, whole, no, it was... the whole truth. It's a video just about my time in politics, all my experiences. It's three hours long. I'm shocked people even watched it, but it's approaching half a million views. So it's, uh, yeah. It was, fa- I, I saw a couple, two hours on it so far. I was You watched two hours. Yeah. I had yeah. On the side while I was <laughs> doing something. Was... I didn't think people were capable of watching videos that enjo- long. So I didn't enjoy- think. I like it... to see into the, the history of your psychology of your experience because I've been watching you from afar until you came on the show. Yeah, I was an idiot. <laughs> I came from a similar background with like a kind of an insulated family life where their parents were really nice. And like, I, I still have that like, you know, optimist. Very naive view of the world. You can, it's hard, but you can hold on to the optimism. You just have to get a lot smarter and realize you're not playing with people that are playing with the same set of rules you are. Set of values, yeah. 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 It can be a it's brutal, awakening. man. It is brutal stuff. Especially when you learn about the business things, like mm. restrictions and... uh you wonder why does businesses do things that suck, and then you're like, oh, they're legally required to. That's the crazy thing. Mm-hmm. All right, let's read some more here. We got uh, Cromules, Cromulus says, just became a member today and decided to watch the previous after show with Matt Whitaker. What the frick? P.S. That was very funny. Yeah, yeah. That member show last night was particularly spicy, and I was like, am I going to get in trouble? The we won't we won't repeat no. it, but maybe maybe we'll mention it on the next day. No, awesome. you can watch that one. I don't know. I'm just I'm just. I'm really tired of so much of the of the BS and the lies and the manipulation from the media. So, uh, you know, we kind of just got a little spicy as it is what it is. All right. Club Rico TV says uh, Trump will be blamed and demonized for what is com- coming. And he says some stuff that we can't read on YouTube, but he says this is the damn strategy. Trump and Musk will be blamed. But, I, you know, I, I hear what you're saying, my friend. I don't think that's a revelation, though, to be honest. I think everyone expects Trump to take the fall for everything. If Trump wins, the media will just claim anything and everything bad is his fault. They've even tried doing it with some of the Biden's decisions. They did with Bush. I mean, they've done this is not just Trump. They've done this with Bush. They've done it throughout right. the however many Republican presidents. It's all their are, fault. are saying they're getting prepared to do it to Biden, too, that they're turning right. on him. There's some New York Times writer that just said. Brett Stevens said he should, he should announce he's not running for re-election now. That's it. Yep. All right. Clef the Misfit says, Tim, the president and VP candidates not being able to be from the same state is not a relic. It's part of the 12th Amendment to the Constitution. Also, Trump is a liability in every way. DeSantis 2024. I hear you, man, on that. I do. I do. The thing is, like, I like that Trump said he's going to fire everybody. And so I'm kind of like Trump DeSantis, then DeSantis DeSantis. Yeah, that's but I do knowing what Trump is discussing in his plans. I think day one would be he'll wage war on the administrative state. I think it has to happen. You've got to devolve it. You've got to fire. There's 800,000 non-essential federal employees. Take I want a whack to, at a couple hundred thousand over four years. I want to avoid what happened to the bath party in Iraq because they like basically fired the entire bath party and then they became, uh, ISIS or the Taliban or something. Well, they just what are there, a, there's two million, mm-hmm. there's roughly two million federal employees. You've got it. There's 800,000 that have been mm-hmm. deemed non-essential. You're not talking about firing all two million. You're talking about the 800,000 non-essentials. Hundreds of thousands of them should be. Fired. And their roles removed from the federal Agreed. roles. Let's read some more. We got Kenny says, add hydro and aquaponics to your grow. Back in rural Philippines, building my grow. Chicken, tilapia, vegetables, plus rice and mangoes on five acres, more than we can eat. Basic hmm. mechanic skills, plus solar, Starlink, plus Catholic equals win. I like the, you throw in the Catholic thing there. Um, I'm sure for a lot of people, there's discipline in that. But um, I like the aquaponics and hydroponics stuff too. That's really, really cool. And then you, you can do... Uh, 
We've got a pond uh, over at Free Domestan. We'll throw some fish in there, and we're gonna we're gonna maintain it and get it cleaned up and everything. Can you eat frogs? You can if you're French. Frog legs. <laughs> you have to be French. You Why is it cultural appropriation? <laughs> yeah, that's the rule. Toads, frogs. We got their legs for sure. There's a lot of muscle in their legs. I've not had a frog before. I've had escargot. Escargot is amazing. It is. Yeah. Wrapped in bacon. Oh, man. Mm. In butter. Garlic oil, and you dip it, you take it out. I love it. It's delicious. Just like seafood. I've never done frog legs, though. Me neither. I I don't really have a desire to do frog legs. No, I'm not interested. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Siridan (laughs) says, corporate tax is just a way to tax the poor. It doesn't hurt the corporation. They just raise their prices. Yeah. Yeah. The idea, though, is to stop companies from jumping ship. But uh, someone else made it made a good point. Let me see if uh, we just had this one. I think I uh, lost the super chat. Where is it? Somebody mentioned something about uh, taxes. Here we go. Waffle Sensei says, if you implemented a global corporate tax, in fact, it would not be global. It would be a tax amongst the allies. Then China would lower their taxes and every corporation would flock there. Yeah. Yeah. Tavnazian says, Lauren, I watched your recent video and I respect your resolve having gone through all that. Very disappointed to learn these things about people I respected, particularly Milo. Yeah, a lot of background information. I, you haven't watched it yet, no, Tim, I, no I guess. Idea. So, but um, you know, I talk about the white privilege grant being stolen, all that hundred thousand oh, wow. some odd dollars. Um, Did he really steal it? Yeah, yeah, it never oh, wow. went to anyone. So there was like lots of good working class people's money that was just went squandered mm-hmm. by a lot of people in this movement. Unfortunately, of course, I believe people have redemption and can change and everything, but there has to be some demonstrable display of that, right? Well, we when when people sign up at timcast.com to be members and fund this business, I take out 96-foot-tall billboards of my rooster. <laughs> Full disclosure. That money is well, not yeah. wasted. That it's goes wasted. to important you know the, work. You know what the craziest thing was? <laughs> hey. When I tweeted that out, I got like a 1,000 retweets, and people were like, okay, that's it. I'm subscribing. I was like, that was the one that did it for you? Like, uh, we'll keep doing that. Chicken City. So full disclosure, I mean, I mean this literally, legitimately. I contacted our ad agency and said, I want to run a Times Square billboard that says Twitter is protecting pedophiles. And they were like, okay, just send it to us and we'll see if they approve it. And I was like, for real? And they were like, here's how much it costs. And I was like, all right. And that phrase was rejected. <laughs> the, uh, the, the billboard, the people, the landlord or whatever, they were like, no. And then I said, tell me why so we can craft the ad. And I'm thinking maybe it'll say Twitter is protecting groomers, something like that. And uh, they may approve that, but we're doing it. Like this is, the, this is what it's all about. You know, it's remarkable to me that we have this business, we're successful, we're growing. We obviously have our standard marketing, but we're here to make an impact and do things and hold people to account. So when Twitter is actively engaging in bad behavior and harming us, I'm like, well, let's make a statement and show them that we're willing to stand up and push back on this on this trash. Where is anyone else? You know, the crazy thing is we are not the the most successful or wealthiest people. In fact, car dealerships make more money than us. That Surprised to learn that was true, but car dealerships make a lot of money uh, in services. And I'm like, where is any one person just to be like, yeah, I'll, 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 we, we see it sometimes, but you've got all these ultra wealthy individuals. Why don't they just have a good time of it and just be like, okay, we're going to, we're going to get 10 billboards across this city that just say this thing, you know, and just call out people. We are going to hire a bunch of, you know, people to put on a performance in the city and, and, and generate press and attention. I just wonder why everything's so boring and routine. Mm-hmm. Why is it every billboard's always some ad for just some, you know, aspirin? Why is it Times Square is like the new clothes and the new TV show? I'm like, where is the giant rooster? 
Where is the calling out Twitter for bad behavior? Where is anything to just shake things up? Yeah. Well, we're going to do that for sure. Let's read some more super chats. All right. Martin Campbell says, finally caught you guys live. Y'all are building something great. Keep it going. I really do appreciate it. Not only do we have a billboard, a 96 foot tall billboard of the rooster, but they're mirrored billboards. So on the other side is the animated version of Roberto screaming into the sky and then the anime version teleporting because it's funny. Because you can. (laughs) Because we can. But I think it's funny. I think we need irreverence. We need, we need, I mean, everything's so stagnant and boring in culture. Well, when the system is a joke, you have to laugh at it. That's true. You have to make that laughing loud and seen. Destination Thailand says you really need to get Lauren Southern, Adrienne Curry, and Amanda Milius on the show at the same time. That is a recipe Mm. for crazy conversation. I would love that. I'd love to talk to Amanda Milius in particular. We've got some ideas to discuss, Amanda. Call me. Well, that'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. Amanda, come back on the show. Uh, Adrienne, however, doesn't like to leave the mountain. But she hangs out in the chat, and she is a standing invite always to come back and hang yeah, out because we're big fans. Yeah, she sick, so. Oh, no. Yeah, I felt really bad because she doesn't like to leave her mountain, and we also got, or she got sick in the airport. I'm so oh, no. sorry. Please forgive me. It's good for your immune system, Adrian. Yeah, true, true. St. Miles says, here's a super chat to get Lauren a special glass to be kept on the set when she comes on TimCast IRL. Engraved. No, listen. Yes. I am sticking I to my working class culture with the, with the paper club. We are going to get a mock high quality paper cup so it looks like a paper cup but it's also super elitist and expensive all right fine. <laughs> I, I can do that i can engraved. do that all right engraved. i respect engraved. that yes. <laughs> porcelain or some other can you do porcelain is that is that ridiculous a porcelain that cup that'd be great yeah laser engraved yeah southern zone what's like what about a gold a gold chalice well now we're talking <laughs> that'll be nice in your hand it'll feel warm it's gold a good conductor of heat, you know. F the magician says when Trump said lock her up, it was for specific crimes. Her illegal servers and destroying evidence when subpoenaed. It wasn't weaponization of law, it was enforcing laws political class was above. Agreed. Seriously. Oh, uh, yeah, but while you're I don't know, not while you're run, not during the debate. I mean, the first time it's the first time I've ever seen it during a debate. Threatening that you're gonna arrest your your opponent. Perhaps. All right. Let's or see maybe it's just equal application of the law. Michelle J says, Lauren, you and Malice were joking back and forth about your license last time. I made assumptions and I legit told my husband you were a gorgeous trans. Oh, am I a man? That's for me to know and the Canadian government to decide. That's right. <laughs> I think Mini Strange Quark says, Tim, pick a random member to send the empty Pappy bottles to. Love you, Lauren. Yeah, we actually have a whole bunch of Pappy bottles because we don't, you know, we keep them. So we could. Also, you know, we have a bunch of Confederate money. I went to a, I went to a collector shop and Confederate money was worthless up until recently because there's tons of it everywhere and like huge crates. It's just paper. Yeah. But as it gets older and older and older, people are starting to choose to collect it. So now it's actually becoming more and more valuable. I went to a shop and I bought a bunch. What we're thinking of doing is we're trying to figure out a way to do a giveaway for the new season of Tales for the Inverted World, Ghosts of the Civil War, where we do something where certain members will get, uh, you'll be able to like, we'll enter a contest when you sign up and you will, and, and certain people will get mailed literal Confederate money as like a prize and like a special thank you for being a member. We're trying to figure out how to do that. We haven't set it up yet, but that's an idea that we may actually uh, do very soon. Katoth Swiss says, we miss Mary the Friendly Ghost. Mary is not here tonight. Lauren Southern is instead. Who is Mary the Friendly Ghost? She's a co-host of Pop Culture Crisis, and she just has bleach 
hair and she's pale, so they call her. Okay, yeah, I saw a bunch of people in the chat. They're like, bring back Ghost Girl. Get rid of this stupid Canadian. (laughs) We want Ghost Girl. I'm like, all right, sorry. I'll come back with bleach hair. Chill. (laughs) Edward Lenovo says, hey, Tim and Lauren, there's a YouTuber called Tick History. He's done several videos about the history of socialism, fascism, Nazism, etc. Using actual book sources, references you can look up yourself. Very detailed. One is five hours long about Hitler. Whoa. You should talk with him. Actually, Tom. having sources? No, sorry, we don't. Yeah, we we don't uh, amplify anyone like that. <laughs> Not in the media, anyways. Tim Cast, maybe. Jimmy Rodriguez says, Tim, won't you please cover the proposal by Schumer in the new NDAA? It looks like gag order subversion of whistleblower protection. Think lawsuits versus the DOD. We'll take a look into that. I'm not. I haven't heard uh, uh, so much about it. Oh. All right, Big Fat Cloud Forty Five says, "Hey Tim, I listened to the to the show late. Truck driver problems. LOL. Maybe idea you should watch Iron Sky and Iron Sky Two. It shows a lot of today's ideas by people. Very funny. Love y'all. Um, I think I've seen Iron Sky. That's the one where the Nazis are on the moon. Is that what that is? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I don't know. <clears throat> but there's a sequel. Iron Sky. The Coming Race." Iron Sky, The Coming Race. Is it, what is it? Is it Science the, fiction comedy film? Yeah, The Nazis on the Moon or something. Oh, okay. Is that what it is? Space I think Nazis. I watched it. Hmm. I think I watched part two. Was part two where Hitler becomes black? <laughs> I oh, am not exaggerating. Cool. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, it has to do with Nazis. Probably or right. no, no, no. Not, not Hitler himself. A Nazi guy, because Hitler is dead, I'm pretty sure, in the movie. Yeah, yeah. The secret military base on the moon. They want to take over the Earth. The but Nazis. is part two where they... Nazi the Nazi base. Gets, huh. they, they make... Oh, no, 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 no. They make a black guy a Nazi. That's what happens. They kidnap a black guy and they make him white. It's called the coming race. So yeah, it's probably something to do with the race. Is that what it is? I don't know. I, happens to the best of I, us. I haven't seen this. Have you seen this? this? I haven't seen this. Iron Sky. Ridiculous movie, but you know, it is what it is. It's got... It looks like Star Wars when you look at the... Mm. So many posters look like Star Wars. All right, let's grab some super chats. Patriot says, looking at those hiking ladies, you could say, see, honey, you can do things and still keep up with your housework. That's my point. Carrying the kitchen sink was actually reinforcing the stereotype. Mm -hmm. Just hiking is what opposes the stereotype, I guess. Or they could have been juggling swords. No, got to keep fit for their husbands. (laughs) Yeah, actually, (laughs) that would be a perfect gag about a woman training to be a better housewife. So she like straps a kitchen sink on her back and like mixing bowl in hand. Right, she's yeah, doing yeah, dishes yeah. like yeah. <laughs> right. Up. That would be the joke. Knitting as she will. Yeah, whatever. Deadfoot says in our local D and D campaign there was a potion thrower that was outside of our range. I was all out of spell slots, so I used Mage Hand to catch the potion potions to pocket. The DM allowed it. Good call in y'all's eyes. Love the show. Did he make you roll a D- uh, DC check on that? Because those potions are flying, man. You must have well, great reflexes. I Got heard it. you guys I'm play call that dexterity. Magic the Gathering with uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Have you guys Shh. ever... Secret. Oh, did you? Oops. Yeah. But Sorry, keep, but I'm not go- good at we secrets. Did. We have did. you guys ever played Dungeons & Dragons on the show? Nope. You should. Not on the show. We actually were working on a Dungeons & Dragons show itself, but we just... Not enough Dungeons yeah. & Dragons players, to be honest. It's Everyone's still pretty new to the game, so... Mm-hmm. I played, played Pathfinders growing up, Pathfinders so I could join. 3.5, yeah. I, I was saying, I think we should do the, 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 the Democrat war games. You know how they did that fake... D, they, they did their oh, own right. version. In 2020... The they, 2020 election. Yeah, it was, it was D&D. Yeah. They played D&D, but it was the election, and they're like rolling die to see like, all right, I'm going to try, and I'm going to run an ad to convince more voters, and they're like, roll die. Like, ah, the ad failed. You know, roll oh initiative. No. Yeah, yeah, roll initiative. She jumps over the desk. <laughs> nice. I, think, I'm, I think it was probably more boring than that. It was like, I'm going to go to Iowa and try and caucus better. 
<laughs> I failed. You succeed. Yeah. Wow. yeah. You enjoy your eggs. Roll up, roll die. Do you know what D and D is, Ned? <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. 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 Have you played? Yeah. No. I was like, wait, D- no, Dungeons. That is very- like you losers. Um, I've I never hunt. played. Did you get into magic? No. Is no. that for losers? No, it's not. I was oh, okay. I was raised in a very conservative home, and we didn't do that. Yeah, I had okay. a buddy that he went to church camp, and when he came back, he was like, yeah. "It's demonic," and he burned all his D and D books. I yeah. wasn't like, allowed what? to play Pokemon growing up because yeah. my parents what? were like, "You're summoning demons." Yeah, we oh. didn't do that. <laughs> we just wow. never did it. Yeah. D&D is great. Well, it's more about the community and having fun and creating a story with friends, like acting. All right. We got uh, Fishan L. Flip says, Timcast, would you have Eric July on? PayPal is screwing people who have paid for his new comic book. Uh, We would have him on. We've had him on before. We'll absolutely have him on again. Let's have him on. We can talk about this. I immediately extended an invite to him. Haven't heard back from him yet. I want everyone to understand that at TimCast.com, we no longer use PayPal. We use Parallel Economy, co-founded by Dan Bongino, partly owned by Rumble, and is censorship resistant. So when you're a member, not Mm. only are you supporting alternate economic systems, challenging big tech in Silicon Valley, you're supporting us, you're helping us do more of the work that we do, and you're helping build up this market. We got to we got to we got to win this culture war in multiple ways. One on the policy front, that's that's short term. You got to get it done now. Judges was actually really smart on the on the part of the Republicans. There's got to be culture and there's got to be economics. And so we're trying to get everything. We're making a bunch of shows, but we're also making sure our infrastructure is supporting alternate economic uh, systems. So we use Rumble infrastructure. We use Parallel Economy for payment processing. And the website itself is another form of this. So if you really want to support us, head over to TimCast.com, become a member. We're going to have a members-only show coming up in about an hour or so. Smash the like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show. You can follow us at TimCast IRL. You can follow me personally at TimCast. Ned, do you want to shout anything out? Uh, If you're interested more, follow me on Twitter. I have a lot of fun on Twitter. Good Twitter. Yeah, Ned Ryan, and it's R-Y-U-N. You got a book? Uh, I've got books. Adversaries, my most recent one, it's Battle of uh, Boston and Bunker Hills, last 10 months before the Battle of Bunker Hills. Kind of fascinating of, of all the different dynamics between the colonists and, and the British Empire. Uh, also, Restoring Our Republics, another book I've got. You can find them on Amazon and AmericanMajority.org. That's my uh, website. Right on. You can find me on Twitter, at Lauren underscore Southern, YouTube, or you can watch my latest The Whole Truth video if you've got three hours, and sites like Odyssey. Yeah, just my name. Lauren and we, we've got Lauren here for the rest of the week. I'm going to be hanging out. Apparently, I'm doing skits. I have no idea. Yes. What, surprise. It's, I, it's a surprise. I'm a surprise actress now. Nice work. Yep. Uh, follow me, <laughs> iancrossland.net, and on social media, Ian Crossland. And I want to give a special shout-out to Layla and Serena, big fans of Chicken City. Woo. You guys rock. You love Chicken Ian. I love them, too. <laughs> and I saw your drawings, and they're fantastic. Thank you so much for being fans and watching the show, and, you, and you're going to do great things. I can feel it. See you later. And this is very important to me. I wanted to mention it before I leave. It turns out the typical hiking backpack is about 30 pounds and a metal sink is between 25 and 50. Ooh. So either they were building a little muscle or it's actually less than the typical hiking <laughs> Should backpack. have been porcelain. Yeah, exactly. Either way, not a huge win for them. Not exactly sticking it to the patriarchy. I think they had backpacks too. Oh, to I don't fair. know. Yeah, I was looking at it. I was like, I can't see him. So I don't know. Good for them if they were carrying extra weight. Anyway, after that aside, you guys may follow me on Twitter and minds.com as well as sarahpatchlets.me. We will see you all over at TimCast.com. Thanks for hanging out. Bye, guys. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.